everyone, and we're live, you're tuning to Cosmic Children, I'm your host Kevin, and today I have an interesting duo in the studio with me. I found them on Instagram, and I'm kind of glad that the algorithms worked in favor for this. Um, they call themselves Paradise now. Um, could you all please introduce yourselves, and yeah, please introduce yourselves. Hi, so uh, I'm Brian. Uh, my creative partner is uh, Jay, J-Ho, so we are a collective called Paradise now, yeah. So... Maybe Jay can explain like what paradise now means, what it stands for. That was my follow-up question. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, we get that question a lot. Yep. A lot, um, yeah. We chanced upon the name Paradise Now because um back when we first formed, or I would say we we were studio mates at first, uh back in uh Goldman's Art Goldman Art Center. Yeah, um, I was practicing by myself. Um, Brian's practicing by, by himself. Yeah, and uh, we decided, you know, why not make some art together? It's yeah. as simple as that. Yeah. We, so we were more, we pretty, very much like just good friends wanted yep. to make things together. Yep. Yeah, mm-hmm. not, you know, with, with uh, not a very, <laughs> structured plan in mind <laughs> but yeah <laughs> that's, uh, that's, that's always the best plans yeah yeah and, and uh back in the day i was still in ns okay mm. yeah and and one thing that clicked us together very well was, was uh, our experience in army yeah brian's a um reconnaissance trooper yeah reconnaissance yeah, <laughs> trooper and, and i'm an infantry man yeah, yeah. so yeah i've talked a lot about our experiences out of you and um yeah, so the word Paradise Now is uh, it's actually a, a code name. Yeah, Paradise Now is actually like a military term used in the army. Like it means like the end of exercise cut. Then we go back to camp. Yep. So if you're out in the field, that is really just the thing that you want to hear through the comms. Okay. The commanding officer will be like, okay, uh, battalion Paradise Now means done. No more Charlie Mike, no more carry on mission and everything. And I'm yeah. sure you guys must have heard your fair share of that during oh, the, yeah, the yeah, service sure. as well. <laughs> yeah, so, definitely. So yeah, so Paradise now, how, how it started, like like Jay mentioned, like we, we shared the studio space for like around a year at Goodman Art Center. We were both kind of doing our own things, you know. Uh, he was in NS, but he was also like practicing uh, his own practice. I was working in a gallery, but I was trying to juggle work with like my own practice and stuff. Mm. So the funny thing is that uh, I kind of had like I lost my drive a bit. I find it a bit like, just I didn't know where I, where I was going in my practice and stuff. So I uh, actually had plans to tell Jay that, you know, I might consider like stop practicing art mm. and just focus like on, on my career and stuff. But you know, we had a few beers and then we were like, just, we were just like, oh, uh, why not try and make something together, like make art together. And I thought like, yeah, why not just baby steps, like find the joy back in making and then see where it goes from there. and. I mean, the next morning I texted him like, dude, are you still on? Like we had quite a few <laughs> drinks and stuff. And he's like, yeah, why not? And ever since then, it's like, boom, like smooth sailing, I would say. So the term paradise now, like I said, uh, it means the end of mission. But we kind of interpret it as like reaching Nirvana. Oh, wow. Sort. So, you know, we are also a bit like, we like to talk about life. Like we always consider ourselves like good friends first, artists second. Whatever we do, you know, art making it kind of revolves around like the business of our daily living, how we perceive things and how we want to transform those things into work. So we always talk about like uh, reaching that 
personal like nirvana in life like why is it that you want why is it that i want mm. so we were like paradise now is a cool name and it's it's a cool name first actually it's a cool name first <laughs> yeah, that's, that's the important thing so so we yeah. always we always say like you know one day maybe when we figure out like life and then you'll be paradise now and then the collective will like maybe disband or something i don't know that's, All a, right. that's a fantastic but it's more of a journey actually i think so. right it's now it's more of a journey it's more of a journey how long has it been since uh you guys started doing work together it's 2019 like, late 2019 we we, we formed yep uh then we just make some works in the studio prototype yep. kind of stuff our first show we actually did was early 2020 before the lockdown we did a residency in bandung mm. so that was cool yep we, we got back just before the lockdown so yeah you can say that the collective survived the pandemic i mean yeah. that's 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 always nothing to scoff at mm. so could you describe what your individual practices are like before or even after the collective so, so before the collective what what are both your individual practices like God. so maybe i'll go first yeah yeah go ahead yeah, so i graduated uh in LaSalle, both diploma and uh, degree so i'm specialized in drawing so but i don't do a lot of drawing in my own practice i do a lot of like installation a lot of like sculptures paper yep. sculptures so uh the time during my degree and graduating and like you know showing at a commercial art gallery i was mostly doing like paper sculptures installations that kind of stuff yeah what yeah uh, i'm uh, primarily a uh, painter yeah so i do mainly paintings with uh different oil and water based mediums like gloss paint oil paint acrylic paint um boxy resin so my works are very material heavy um very process based which is something which is very different from how brian works mm, yeah, yeah. Um, what what is the difference there could you please explain that oh uh for me the way i work is very spontaneous you know i start something off you know i don't have a end goal in mind and um look at how the painting evolves on its own and then deciding what to do next that's pretty much the main way i work yeah as opposed to brian i'm opposite i'm like super meticulous like mm. calculator that's how i work like super ocd that's like how okay I, how i am yeah yeah so. uh So yes. in the melding of the two uh, practices, how how was it like working together for the first time for for the mm. first installation in Bandung? Because it seems like it's it's on the opposite end. Mm. So how how did you guys uh, come together to discuss uh, both as artists and to find a common voice in Paradise for now for the, for that first show in Bandung? Well, I would say that if anything, like my work's person, like as a solo artist, is closer to Paradise now than Jay is with Paradise now. Mm. Jay really is like a process-based painter and everything. Mm. Uh, but you know, outside of painting, like he he kind of want to experiment with other uh, modes of like uh, medium and methods too. So I and we thought like it's a good uh, you know, forming a collective is a good way to kind of like explore something outside like his realm or. And he 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 kind of treated it like his side gig, like okay. you know, full time artist side gig with like the collective. For me, same thing. Like I was focused on my career, and then like this collective is kind of like a part time thing for me. Mm. With keep like one foot in the game, you know. So to speak. <laughs> what game? <laughs> Just be in the scene. Okay. Like, uh, 
and yeah you know it's it's very easy to be an artist nowadays but but you know to be able to showcase that's a different thing i feel like we've been very lucky you know to be invited to show our works and stuff so about the making itself uh even though we are very different but so far no major like you know disagreements and everything even if they they, they are is easily like we could just like on the spot just like square things away yeah yeah we don't take things too seriously mm, okay. that's that's cool yeah. Oh, yeah yeah very seriously which is uh also one of the main reasons why i wanted to do this collective mm. because um it's a way for me to work on something creative not in a serious way because mm. it's for my own practice you know sometimes i can't help it but to be too serious in the way i work and that can affect the result of the work that I make. Yep. Yeah. So it's it's a way for me to also you know see the works that I make in a different way. Yep. Yeah. Mm. So so it's interesting that you mentioned uh this is like a side gig, whereas if it's individual practice, it might be a little bit too serious. Could you both explain what that means to your individually? It being a little bit too serious. Like, is it because of the 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 way one has to pour a lot of thought into producing one piece of work or what 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 does, i'm just trying to uh find out what does that seriousness mean like for mm. each, each each of you yeah okay so like when we talk about like seriousness it doesn't like like in terms of the making of the work it's always like serious like we always give our all like 100 mm. like that's how passionate we are about the art making but in terms of like uh being not so hard on ourselves i would say you know like hey chill it's okay room for error you know we, we, we learn from it we are, we are, you see if you are full-time artist right your practice is like your business mm. it is a business right yep. You, yep. you you are selling yourself and your artworks and everything but with the collective because it's not like our main practice we can afford to be more relaxed about it and like you know chill like so right we we don't actively go and look for opportunities to show what we do is just focus on the making and then we will like post our stuff on Instagram and then like opportunities come to us. Mm. So in, in, in a way, it's, it's not so like, like we are not thinking all the time, like, oh my God, we're trying to like bring the name out, like trying to go out and find stuff. Like we're just, most of the time it's just, uh, we've been pretty busy, I would say in the past like year or so, but most of the time it's just in the studio making works, whether it, there is a purpose or like no purpose, it's mm. just making, yeah. Yeah. So you would agree with uh, Brian? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. Um, also, just being yeah, like what I mentioned earlier. Yeah, having uh, being able to work on uh, on things um that in in a less serious way, or in a way where you don't expect uh an outcome or expect a, a certain return. Mm. Yeah, that's even in my own main practice I, I, I try to see myself in that way too mm. you know I want to make works uh, in, in uh, I want works to surprise me yeah that's a lot of what I do too but you know sometimes just um, having it having um, my I would say having it be my career it can be pretty heavy at times yeah so this is a room for yeah for for experimentation in a different way yeah that i really value and just have fun like not so much pressure yeah 
I'm, I'm, I'm curious to know, um, Brian, you mentioned initially that there was a period of burnout. Could you talk a little bit about that as to what led to that? Mm, yeah, sure. So my whole in into art was actually in secondary school when I first started drawing. Okay. I was a guy like always getting into trouble or drawing on the table, vandalizing stuff. <laughs> like I always wanted to be like a tattoo artist. Yep. So I wanted, when I went to LaSalle, you know, I went to fine arts and I specialized in drawing. I thought that was what, what I wanted to do, illustrator and stuff. Yep. But then in doing the degree year, I started to like open myself up to more, uh, basically I know more about like the fine arts, uh, like that's going on around the world, like uh, learn more artists, learn more kinds of different kinds of work. And then I see like, oh, there's installation. Mm. And I, I know I go and research on that. And I mean, this is what we learn in school. Mm. So I kind of like deviated from like my first like love which is like drawing so i went into doing like sculptures installation blah blah blah. and you know after when i graduated those those were the works that were like uh kind of like people saw it in the grad show then gallery approached me and say like hey you wanna you wanna work with us on this like group show Mm. uh then i said yeah sure why not then i did one or two shows i made a few sales and i'm like shit like (laughs) <laughs> I can just I can just keep banging out these works, yep. right? Yep. And then it came to a point where I'm like, I don't want to do this. Like, like I I I rather do something that I like. Like go back to you know, just drawing. Like I just want to draw. I don't want to like care about whether is this going to be received well in the public. Is like will this make sale? Like like I'm like okay. I knew back then like my 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 headspace was wrong. Like, I was yep. in the wrong headspace. So I kind of like just want to like step out of it you know did those questions come uh sort of naturally after getting a taste of the how the industry works or do you do you remember how how did those thoughts come come about Mm, i would say uh, like when you're a student artist all you want is like opportunities okay you want to like oh i want to make i want to show it like human barracks i want to blah blah and you know when you graduate whether whether you 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 know, when let's say I manage to show at a certain gallery, uh, I always think to myself like, "Okay, is this it? Like, how come I don't feel like? I don't, okay, like, okay. <laughs> how come? How come? How come I'm not like super stoked about it and everything? It just feels like normal." And I realized that, yeah, it's it's not it's the journey. You okay. know, it's not about trying to reach a certain place. And if I'm not super happy like on this journey of like my art, like practice or right but then what am i doing you know so those questions definitely like have weight uh, so i i just feel like you know take a step back then just like reevaluate so then paradise now came about so for jay you mentioned that you want to create or you hope to create something that will surprise you could you elaborate on what that means like for you personally um I think a lot of works that I'm really proud of are works that surprise me. Um, the works that I least expect them to be. Yeah. Um, and you no, know, when when I the more I practice, with my own practice, you know, coming to a, a a good schedule and pace, and coming to a settling into a into a uh into a tempo of working can get quite predictable okay yeah very quickly 
Yeah. So having having this um sidekick of mine, you know, it's a good way to stir it up. Yeah. Mm. Uh, I told myself, you know, it's I don't have to to stress myself about you know keeping it separate or like you know the things I make in this collective uh, or keep it there. I don't want to mix mix things up. I think that will happen eventually. It's bound to happen. Yeah, I'll you know unconsciously draw inspirations from from this, from anything that I do in life mm. in general. Uh so it's all right. Yeah, yeah. Um, and you know there can be random surprises that show up in my own practice. Yeah, after working with Ryan. Yep, with a different project. <laughs> yeah, and that's not what I'm looking for. It's a surprise, right? I can't look for it. Yep. Yeah. But if it happens, then yeah, that would be nice. Yeah. So, so from what I'm hearing, working together with Brian has rubbed off on you in conscious and unconscious ways that it turns out in your art. Definitely. Could, yeah. you, could you expound on that? Like, could, are you able to give an example as to how working with him perhaps... No, I think I think there's a period where you guys know each other and you guys started working together more seriously in Paradise Now. How has how that influenced the way you create or even the way you approach creating? Has there been a shift like maybe since 2019, since that time in Bandung to now? Mm. I'll say for me, um, I take away from working with Brian because we work in very different ways. Mm. Uh, Brian has a, works in a very professional way where you know you have a good draft and a plan for how this work is going to be. Yep. And of course, I've learned a bit of that within into my own practice too. Uh, which, yeah, I would say it's, it's, it's good that I, you know, I also become a bit more professional with how I work. Yeah. Yeah. Same for me too. Like, uh, very different from Jay. Like, very, ever scared you. Even like the working timing, I also more to So, like 2.30 to 5.30. I, I, like, like I like, I like office hours, like 9 to 6, because like I got stuff on after, you know, working hours. So, yep. Jay is a bit different. Jay is like, he, 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 he works around like, I just sleep in the studio. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he stays sometimes. in the studio. I never ever stay in the studio. <laughs> yeah. I don't know how. But uh yeah, one big thing that like I learned I learned from Jay is to like, you know, not be a control freak, you know, learn how to like let go and most importantly learn how to accept like like mistakes. Sometimes mistakes are not all that bad, you know. Like for me, especially being like, you know, someone who draws, like if let's say there's like a mistake, I'm like, oh no, it's ruined. It's I gotta start from scratch yep. and all, but you know. I learned to like just like chill, give it some time, come back with fresh eyes, and then you know like make things work. And and I think that's like a big change in like the way I approach art right now. Like I try to like let go on the grip a bit, you know, like just learn to accept like uh, mistakes, and it might not necessarily be a a, a, a bad thing. Is sometimes it's, most of the time actually it's a good thing. Yeah. So so Brian, do you do you, do you think that letting go would result in a drop in quality? Like. Nah. Is, is that ever a thought? No, no, no. Like, okay. Uh, the methodology and the approach might change, you know. But one thing that stays the same is that the the artwork gotta be of a certain like we ex we have like high standards for ourselves yeah. in terms of the work. There yeah. was never like we never questioned that. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Whether the standards drop or not, um, that's also quite subjective, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um. In, of course, if we we continue producing works that are authentic. To ourselves you know if the next series of works look like that just like that but we really feel like it's it has come to this the way we work then that's the best that we have done mm. we could have done 
also we were speaking about looking at the works of a fresh pair of eyes um that's that's a lot of how i work too um or how we work in the studio we we, we have our works done and we, we have to hang it up on the wall mm. it's very important for us to look at it on the wall and give it some time to breathe yeah. why is that important mm. so the way we work is like uh we, we mostly work on the ground itself let's say we are doing a sculpture or even like with 2d works we also like put it on like table or like a low yep fair yeah so the perspective is kind of different when you hang it on the wall already you know and then with our studio is super messy <laughs> and like there's like stuff all around you know but then when you hang the work up isolate on a clean nice wall right sometimes it, it's just it feels different so it's very important for us to like where, whenever we are working we got to keep in mind like okay okay we this is going to be hung here in this way blah blah so we still have to like be like how we are used to seeing the artwork in progress on the table we got to be uh, ready to like accept like maybe it might change in on the wall or even in like a new space in the gallery it might be totally different yeah it always happens yeah. especially um, working with like installations you know mm. you, you you work on an installation in your studio and you kind of build your works like like the surroundings like kind of influence your work but when it goes to like a totally foreign space then like it feels new it feels different and then you like to like make the works like adapt to the space and stuff yeah yeah um and looking at the works with two pairs of fresh eyes rather than one, mm. um, that's also quite quite a different um, experience from actually working alone. Definitely, mm. yeah, um, yeah. Sometimes we disagree about like how we yeah. think we feel about the work. Yeah, sometimes like there's like something on the work. I'm like, I can't stand that. Like, let's get rid of that. And he's like, I'm okay with that. And I'm like, okay, fine. <laughs> I'll follow your lead. You know? <laughs> yeah, I think most of it, most of the time, it's like. Let's just let it sit first. Let's just let it sit. Come back another day. Come back another day. Yeah, then we're like, okay, well, well, I'm cool with it. But most of the time, like, I, I wouldn't say it's like a, I wouldn't say it becomes like a habit where I'm uncomfortable or something. Then I'll be like, you know what? Let it come back mm-hmm. the next day. I'll be okay. No, I'm like, if it really irks me, I will tell him and we will like rectify it. But now it's more so like, yeah, give it some time. Like maybe I will change my mind. And most of the time I change my mind. Like, like cool. Yeah. It works. Yeah. So how does the environment of the work perhaps change or shift uh, both of your processes when it comes to creating? You mentioned about installation, mm. uh, creating it because you, you got to have a place to create. So you're creating exactly. the studio, but when you shift it to the site, things might shift around. Yeah. Yeah. So how, how does the environment uh, affect the way you guys create? Like, What do you guys take in or what do you guys notice first about a particular space uh, that informs the process? Mm. Is there anything? There are many things that like there are many like nuances like like simple things like the size of the space itself like if you step into a gallery and then you say like okay I want to I want this corner I want to work in this corner it feels like a good fit for my work and everything but when you actually bring the works there you'll be like oh shit like this is this space is actually too big you know we need to like fill up the space more uh and in the studio like it's our it's like our house it's our home we are so comfortable you know. <laughs> Uh, yeah, like like it's a place of like no judgment, and I feel sometimes it can be like an echo chamber too. Okay, if something sucks, you'll be like, oh my god, let's get this, get rid of this. But if it's super, like if it's cool, then we'll be like super stoked about it. Yep, yep. But sometimes, but you know, it's like you gotta give it some time. Like, like I always say, like even even if we do something very cool, we'll be like, okay, okay hold, on, hold on, let's come back tomorrow, see whether we're still stoked on it. Mm-hmm. Uh, on yeah, 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 yeah. 
Why yeah. it feels good to be stoked about it? Yeah. Like for for that for that moment. Yeah. Like, yeah, I'll continue to be stoked about it. Yeah. So the way like right now we mostly do like installation based works or like sub sculptures. We try to keep it like more uh, modular. So let's say we were to go into a new space. Uh, if the installation doesn't work out, then we can shift things around. We can like take things off the ground, hang it on the wall, or like you know just play around. Yeah. Yeah. Trying to not make it like so fixed, you know. Yeah, more fluid. I would say this is something that we are still figuring out. Actually, mm. yeah. Um, our recent show, we, yeah, well, we did encounter this issue, and uh, we had to make changes on the last fly, minute yeah. on, the, on the actual space. The most recent show was it the one at your workshop? Yes. Could you speak on that? Because I thought, um, looking at it on Instagram and Andrew pictures, it, it looks pretty interesting. So I just want you to speak on it. Like, what was what was the initial idea? To, to going into it and how did things change along the way adapting to it yeah okay so maybe we, so we got invited by uh, Mr. Louis Ho uh, curator ex-curator from SAM so he actually found us on Instagram too and he said like you know we want to do a studio visit he's thinking about a show so we set that up so when we met he was he was telling us that he got this idea for a show that uh, basically is, has got something to do with like the end of the world Mm. And he gave us, uh, the, the cool thing about working with, with him was that he didn't really give us much like uh, readings or anything. He gave us like a, a playlist. Uh, uh, and, Music. Uh, and, yeah, and a bunch of like movies that, that he said like, okay, this is what I'm thinking about. Uh, then what's Is it just like the vibes of what he wants? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. He, okay. he, said, he, he said like, this show is about vibes. <laughs> and we were like, cool man, like we are all about vibing. <laughs> <laughs> so the... Basically, it's just like the 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 notion of like uh the end of the world, uh as simple as that, you know. And then the 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 lineup for the artists was also very diverse, so we really knew that they're going to be very very different kind of work. But let's let's just like you know think of it like how how we're going to approach it, uh paradise now, uh, our way. So, uh the the first thing that came straight away was like camping. Yeah, because we love outdoors and then like we did the residency in Bandung like we we camped in Bandung uh uh for two two days one night or something yeah, yeah. so was it in service to create an installation there or we 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 didn't create no we did like paintings or, and some stuff but we, we did some print make um, silk screens silk screens yeah. uh, but the way we install it is can kind of be seen as an installation too gotcha yeah we try to okay. we try to like you know try to, try to like have fun with it so yeah anyway when it, when it came to the, the 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 concept of the show we thought that you know camping will be a very interesting uh, artistic uh, subject matter to use uh, because uh, camping has like two ends extreme ends to it one of it is like for survival and another one is like like glamping luxury kind of like <laughs> blah, blah blah so sure. like we thought about this is a good it's a good uh subject matter to really showcase like the personality of what paradise now who we are like we are super chill so if it's the end of the world we want to show people like you know what we are still us we're still gonna drink beer we're still gonna have a good time yeah. yeah um and i guess it's also us being content with what we have like yeah. we you know we are blessed to be able to make works together and do the things that we like yeah 
And even if the end of the world comes, we wouldn't change a single thing. Mm. Yeah, maybe a few things, but you know, most of the things <laughs> will stay the same. So the idea was to create like a deconstructed version of a campsite. Uh, okay. And then like like reconstruct it into a white cube kind of space. Uh, some of the influences that we have, uh, you know, like Slap City in California. What what is that? Slap City, you haven't heard of Slap? No. So Slap City is a place in uh, just outside of California. It's a lawless town. Mm. It's like the only lawless town in America where all those like outlaws, vagabonds, they go there. There there's no law. There's no like police or anything, and they kind of like live in this like, I would say slum like area. Is that like Mad Max? Exactly. I might have seen a video on that. Yeah. yeah so they, it, yeah. they they have this like famous uh. Art, act, artist who like passed away he did this Salvation Mountain thing where he, he that created Joshua Tree or something? near there so okay. he created like this like mountain with like like God is love Jesus is love that kind of stuff mm. so we kind of like the, the visual aesthetic of it it's very like Arte Povera like, like you know collected like uh, used materials then we repurpose it and everything so we thought like oh, let's do an installation something like that using like like objects found objects and then like we kind of like create like an installation of a deconstructed campsite so you can see elements of, like uh like tent packs you know for building tents or like uh he wanted like a deck chair inside mm. to give this vibe of like relaxation and then we thought like hey why not we change the the seat the canvas of the thing into a photographic print that i took in the states when i was like hiking there so it's just like really just having fun like just you know so the idea kind of compounded on itself like someone would give something and then there was another suggestion and you went with that and it built up kept kept yeah 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 you know the word was that we're going to make an installation but after a while it kind of felt like we were building like a display model like you know in short fronts that kind of thing like how you want to put everything into a nice little one by one meter like square (laughs) and then i was like wait that's that's kind of cool like like approaching art in this way like creating like a, a model yep. so yeah we just had a rough idea and then most of the time it's like us making the stuff and then we'll be like hey actually this looks cool this looks cool let's go find this let's go blah 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 so uh that's basically how we we work mm. yeah we we did like Got get stuck for a bit, you know, with the that that piece with the tent structure that you wanted earlier. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and that lasted for quite a bit. So some nice things like that happened. Um, was we, it like a construction problem or was it something else? Mm, a perception problem. Yeah. <laughs> like, what is a perception problem? So most of the time, I would say I'm the excitable one coming to Jay, calling him in the morning. It took like a cool idea. <laughs> Uh, most of the time, you know, I'm like under influence. I was like, <laughs> I'll be like, do, 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 do. like, hear me out, man. This is super sick and everything. But always the next day, it doesn't sound as cool as the night before. Uh, but you know, we'll, we'll just try. Yeah. We'll just try. So yeah. for the longest time, we, like, we had an idea of like building, uh, erecting a tent on like a small platform. Mm. I thought it was super cool. It looked super cool in my mind. And I draw it on, on, on the sketchbook. I'm like, shit, this is cool. But then when we started making the stuff and everything, uh, then we found out that, actually it's not gonna be as cool as uh, like i thought it was gonna be so immediately we we change we 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 adapt quite fast we're like okay drop it let's go on to the next thing then mm. uh slowly build on from there again you know but so how, how did that idea change what what did it become uh 
So what we wanted to do first was we wanted to create a platform mm. using like plywood and stuff. So we uh, one thing about us like we love building stuff. Like everything that uh we show, like we we make it from scratch. Even like if it's a painting or anything, we will build like the stretcher and everything. Why that? Why go? Why go through the extra effort? Though? We it's like we just love making stuff, and it's it's just different. It's okay. just different. Like buying a canvas off like Art Friend and stuff. Yeah, it's you're having the flexibility to you know do any bespoke customizations to all these things that you do. It's also a good good option to have. Mm, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Plus, like I, I, I was like an art handler. I kind of still am an art handler. So like very, we're quite well, well, well versed with like the equipments and stuff. So we just love mm. building. So yeah, we wanted to create a platform, uh, where the sculpture will be on, and we wanted to cover it with like uh photos of like grass in in grid form, kind of like Minecraft. The idea was like <laughs> Minecraft. Sure. We are like creating our own stage like Utopia on this platform. Yep. And then we wanted to erect a tent on top of it. Yeah, but somehow along the way, like we kind of like lost interest in that idea, and from the grass, like it went on to become like tiles. Like we did this tile like uh uh platform, which we we made the tiles. I mean, not not made the tile. We made the platform ourselves. We tiled it ourselves. Mm-hmm. We had to learn how to like cut tiles and to grout and everything. Yeah, right? we did yeah. every we did the whole thing, and it was fun. Like like we just love making, we just love making like 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 stuff. Mm. Yeah. Um. Yeah. We're, we're we're talking about like um having the works made and being it being in a show where it doesn't really fit as well. So throughout the entire time of the project, um, we we kind of knew the 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 space is gonna be it's it's not gonna be a clean white cube space with very you know um minimal uh duration. Yeah. yeah. We kind of knew like you know there's gonna be a bit of a randomness inside. And uh, lots of different uh, elements in in the show. Um, even though we knew about it, we we still weren't able to you know truly like visualize it exactly how it's mm. gonna be like. Yeah, mm. um, we kind of know that the floor is gonna be blank already. Yeah, like someone's one artist work was actually to like cover the floor in like a, a drawing kind of like ink. So the whole floor was actually the artist work. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, so. We already knew that, so we know what our works will be on the floor. Like, mm. yeah, I I gotta say, like during during the making the three months, we did get a bit tunnel vision, like a bit. Yeah, you can, can that can happen. Was yeah. it like the echo chamber you were talking about? Yeah, yeah. I mean, immediately after we set up the show, then we will do this like thing called like the in in the army we call it like the post action review. Sure. <laughs> Right. So we kind of like do that first. Like it's, yeah. it's important for us, like yeah. talk about things like what are we happy with, what are we unhappy with, how yeah. are we gonna, how are we gonna improve and everything. Yeah, because that that really is like the goal to to always do better. Yeah, and everything. So yeah, we we iron some things out. We we said what we are happy about, what we are not happy about. But ultimately, we came to the agreement that you know the latest work is our best work. Today, you know. Mm. So it's the best showing for Paradise now today. Mm, yeah, I I would say so. I would say, but I love all the works like since the start. Mm. It's just that this one is like the latest baby, the latest yep. girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> baby, let's stick to baby. Yeah. I'm, I'm curious to know how uh, both of you will approach the the critical review of the piece of work. Like, do you all have differing opinions as to what you all like, what you all dislike about it? Because I think it's one thing to be involved in the process of making it uh, up to its completion. But I think post that to, to, to look at it critically, mm. um, I have a feeling that you guys might have, have different opinions about it. Could you just speak to that? Having that 
objective critical eye to look at oh this is actually bad and not be too attached to it yeah do you have any uh, thoughts on that mm, yeah so in the whole body of work there 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 was only one work which is the 2d work that uh, we kind of did it separately like my work and his one because that was the concept behind it but in terms of the other works like that we worked on together uh yeah so like i said like he mentioned that you know i got a bit like to to stuck mm. like i had a i had i had an angle in mind and i was like no we gotta achieve this we gotta achieve this but when someone comes along and just like shift the chair a bit off center and i'm like oh shit it looks better you know but i was so stuck on that mm. you know and yeah i just really learn learning to 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 be more open to like changes i mean ultimately like it's a collective everything has to be agreed by the both of us we, we will never do something that is just like what i want or what he want mm. it's more of learning how to accept it and like really not just like accept it like superficially but then like really like try to understand where he's coming from try to understand his thought process and then really try to like see his point of view and like okay you know what you are right yeah so that's good i feel like that. that's good for us for yeah certain things that can't be changed like maybe like your taste mm. certain aesthetic <laughs> and my taste is aesthetic. um it's all right yeah that that i think that's also the beauty of like the group yeah. that we the, the work that we work together you know it's a, it's yeah. a combination a mishmash of like references can't be yeah it just changed. sounds so funny yeah. <laughs> it can't be changed, like your taste <laughs> <laughs> okay so I'm, I'm just curious to know what what do you guys personally learned from the the process? You, you mentioned it took about three months. Mm. So, so what what is the, the the lesson that will stick with you all like moving forward from from that? Uh, I think with every 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 end of like the project, like we will learn to be like, or or rather strive to be more efficient. Efficient, okay. Yeah, because like sometimes like you know like when we're in the studio there. Sometimes like we can spend the whole day not doing anything and just like chilling out. Is beer involved? Yeah, like, okay. most of the time, like <laughs> just talking about other things, you know. Uh, yeah, but you know, as we as we do more shows, as we like continue this collective, right? Like things are gonna change. Like you know, maybe the way we work, like I say, be more efficient. Like we we I would say like we kind of like form like our language for paradise now too so it's we are already past the stage of like discovering ourselves mm. now it's more of like you know evolving and stuff yeah yeah definitely ironing out the the actual making and the logistics of everything yeah something that we can improve mm. last when when you first first started uh, we were very excited and everything and it's like oh two two buddies making works together it's fun you know yep but after a while when we've done a lot it becomes like normal and then it becomes like work mm. you know it's like okay yep. i come to the studio i'll be here we'll like work on things together there's a list of things to do and yeah like, like yeah let's get stuff done and uh even even if you're not in the studio like oh so uh right around after the bandung show we did a show with a supermarket mm. and that was when the cb started the lockdown and we couldn't go back to uh, goodman our center so we actually learned to work like remotely at home through like zoom okay so that's like a big thing like a big change for us because most of the time when we make works we are in the studio 
we can easily sketch up and do a prototype and yep. everything. But now we move everything like online. So we will be on Discord, uh, webcam, then we'll open up Photoshop. And then that's where we'll start to like design our, or plan our works on Photoshop mm. and stuff. Because Jay is like a wizard. <laughs> a wizard with Photoshop? Yeah, it's super <laughs> good. Like, I, I learned a lot of stuff from him. So, uh, during the lockdown, uh, we'll, we'll, make every single artwork through like uh, photoshop planning then once we go back to the studio then we start making so until today like we still do that like when 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 we got a cool idea i said why not do this why not do that and he was like okay hold up let's just do it on photoshop see how it looks first. Mm. then we were like then we can see it then we're like okay it's cool yeah yep so that's one way now i'm curious to know if you guys are concerned or have even thought about the possibility that what if this becomes like the the norm or like work as you mentioned, and it loses the, the 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 fun of it. I think for for us, the, the good thing is that we always have fresh ideas of like new new works that we want to make, and it's not it's not because we we have to make them or because we are sticking to a certain theme that we are still following or anything. The way we work, you know, for every project is is different. Uh, we have a different theme for every project that we, that we work on. Um, the only thing that I got, that's constant with us is the um it's just us working together yeah mm. and no boring influences of with our own lives mm. so mm. the big part of how we work is you know we'll chat about life and uh what, what's happening around us and a lot of times you know random randomly you have ideas pop up with uh, what you want to make in relation to that yeah mm. so there's always like that that fun in it still it's never like when I say it's like a job, I mean like, like the, like, like the routine, mm. which I see in a good thing. Like, like coming to the studio, you already know what you have to do already. So you just get things done. Yep. But when in terms of like the, the idea, the brainstorming, and then just like the, even the mistakes and everything, like it's still very much like the enjoyable part of making art. And the whole reason behind like paradise now is, you know, like just have fun making works through like how we perceive like matters outside of you know i mean in our lives and everything so yeah that's that's really just like what what we are about you know? yeah yeah so I'm, I'm i'm personally curious to know um what are some of the topics that you guys have been discussing lately that is of interest to either of your mm. um A few topics. Yeah. Uh, for a moment, especially during CB, we'll play all the games together. <laughs> so that's one. Um, yeah. Yeah. And not Genshin, right? No, not Genshin. Okay, cool. Yeah. We played Dota, we played Counter Strike, and we played Valorant. Yeah. Okay. And, and at the same time, we were working on through Discord on, on the show. Yeah. And we are like, <laughs> Let's play uh, after one round. Okay. Really <laughs> yeah, it's always like that. Like, yeah. Like, yeah. Um, so. yeah. And I, when I realized that uh, new ideas pop up, it's always like, hey, it's something that we are excited about at the moment. Mm. And, and that's, that's, that's very, that's good. You know, that's, that's, it's, it's fun mm. like that. Yep. Um, well, yeah. And then recently we are, we got into cycling a lot more mm. and we thought, Hey, let's make a walk about something. Yeah, one day we're yeah. going to make a walk about a bicycle. Maybe. Oh, we have one. We're going to watch it. We, we might make a walk like, about a bicycle like it really is like uh like you know most like artists or even collective they have like this fixed 
like yep. research that they we, we we are not like our research is like our perception of like like things like how we observe something like how then we will discuss about it and then we're like oh this is let's make an hour on this so we are more like project based like every single project is like different it's not like a continuation or something it, it could be but most of the time like we will do different things but it's our approach it's our thought process that it's the constant thing mm. like there's a bit of humor in it. There's a bit of like, I don't know, like when you look at it, you'll be able to like, hey, this kind of looks like what like Brian J did, that kind of thing. So like I said, I think we kind of found like our language. Uh, so the, the, the exciting thing is always like, what topic are we going to like, uh, approach, you know, like for one show we did about the Meyer Briggs psychology, uh, mm. psychology test, like I'm an INFJ, he's like, NFP. NFP, yeah. yeah. So we did works on that. Then there's another show that we did on camping. And then this uh, your workshop one we did end of the world. Mm. Uh so yeah, we can we can do all kinds of topics. Like, right. I think that's where the approach though. That's where the potential lies in. Like mm. there's no limits to what we the kind of works that we do. Mm. Yeah. And I hope that you know we could we can carry on this forward. Like, you know, whatever happens to our lives, you know, we will have new inspirations that come up. Yeah. Yeah. He, he likes space a lot. Space? Space. Space. Space stuff. Like, like, like out in terms of uh, geography or in terms of the universe? Uh, astronomy. Space. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Okay. And then I, I watch a lot of like podcasts on with like my favorite Joe Rogan and like uh, Lex Friedman. It's kind of like, then they, they talk about all these space stuff too. So I, I got a bit interested and sometimes I want to flex, you know, and, I, <laughs> and I'll be like, hey, do, do you know about like blah, blah, blah. Then he's like, oh yeah. Then he, he like, Name drop more stuff. Then I'm like, shit. Like, <laughs> I don't know shit. You know? <laughs> yeah. Then uh, psychology, music. We have very different music tastes too. But uh, sometimes we find something that we both like. Yeah. Oh, we have a playlist. Sometimes yeah, we, uh, we, yeah. we always like create a play- playlist for a certain project. What does that mean? Like uh, music, just music wise. Like like uh, we will create a playlist like. Then throughout like the three months in the studio, like we will mostly be listening to that playlist. Is that part of the process in which you all to create, or is it just uh, something that was consistent? Because I think that's quite interesting. I think that's both. Actually, we didn't really create a playlist. We just had a earworm at that moment for that three months. <laughs> what then, is it? <laughs> like a song that's that we really like. Yeah, yeah that's all. That yeah. is all. And uh, we just play it a bit more often. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you yeah, the- just play like play the the, the artist on Spotify, and then you just like play while we work. Uh, yeah. So yeah, I think it will be a thing like all like every time we work, there will be like a playlist. Yep. Because it's very important to set like the vibe. Like, I thought the beer is gonna set the vibe. Well, you know, you can go both ways with the beer too. You know, like like some some maybe maybe like somebody is like in, in not not in the the best of mood. Then be like ah, yep, yeah. But so it's very important to like get into the right mindset. Like, mm-hmm. and start making. Yeah. So so, Jay, I'm curious to know why what what fascinates you about space? Because I don't think it's some, I don't think it's a topic that people are mostly thinking about or aware of. Yeah, so what fascinates you about space? Um, everything about it. But, you know, mainly just the fact, you know, looking at the scale of things. Yeah, mm. and realizing how tiny you are in the grand scale of things. Yeah. That's one thing that's uh, humbling. Yeah, mm. and mind-blowing. Yeah. And what's mind-blowing is it's all real. Mm. Exactly. Very real. Yeah. 
yeah, that for me would be the biggest, biggest thing that, you know, that catches my interest with space. Mm. Yeah. But I've always been interested in, in, in astronomy and, uh, and physics, uh, throughout my, my childhood. Yeah. What about Brian? Like you mentioned that you initially interested in drawing. Was there a particular, uh, reason why or did, did someone introduce that to you? Mm, so I started drawing when I was like four. 13, 14. Then yep. back, back then, you know, everything started like my, like everything started for me creatively through like skateboarding. Okay. Skateboarding was yep. like, you know, you, Take you away, yeah, you start skating, then you start, you just buy the CDs and you're like, Oh, what's this band? This motorhead. Oh, it sounds so cool. Then, uh, you start listening, then that's the gateway into like music. And mm. then you start listening to all the, the, the punk bands and everything. Yeah. Then there's this band called like the used. And mm. then like all their album covers are by Alex Party, this illustrator. And I was like, oh, shit, this guy is so cool. I want to draw like him and everything. So do a lot of illustrative stuff. But then when you go to school, art school, then you go to fine arts, especially, then you realize that, oh, drawing is different. <laughs> yeah. There's, uh, draw- there are many kinds of drawing and, and you know, the, I just kind of like, I, I, I kind of like found like my love, like for like drawing, not just like illustrate, illustrations or anything, like just drawing as an art form. Mm. Then like, I, I just, I just got like sucked into it. I didn't, I didn't take like painting or anything. I just wanted drawing like that. That was like my medium. Uh, okay. I, I didn't pick it. I would say that the medium picked me. When I, when I saw it, I'm like, okay, that's the kind of artwork that I want to do. And I feel like very like, gravitate towards that kind of level. Yeah. How yeah. Um, yeah. But Brian's uh, mainly a person who draws. I'm almost going to say that you're a drawer. But <laughs> it really yeah, work. it's very hard to... You know, people say, like, oh, I paint. I'm a painter. Like, I, I'm a drawer. I draw. Oh, but I'll just say I, I, I do mixed media. But uh, how, how has that revelation shifted the way you look at... Okay. How has that revelation shifted the way you create? Which is let's say illustrations, and shifted to the way you look at illustrations now. Has there been a difference? Yeah, I I feel that there will be a difference. That there, there like, uh, there was a period of time where I was like drawing like like posters, mm. kind of like like uh, but for me like maybe because like I I was a fine art student that I, I I always think to myself like conceptually there's more to it. Okay. Because that is what we are trained to do. Uh, like for the concept of a piece, it has to be the most important thing. Or uh, what is that? Like? I say it's like 50, 50. I, 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 there, I like to have like a, a strong concept behind what I'm doing. Uh, it's really like the, the driving force. Mm. When it comes to the making and the drawing, that's just the fun part. Mm. And whether the work is like visually pleasing to others, it doesn't matter. Okay. Because like, if I love it, it's more, it's important. So, uh, yeah, just, just, uh, Drawing like like what my understanding of drawing in 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 art school what I learned and in, in in secondary school when I was like mostly like vandalizing stuff is like really different, you know, like there there is so much you can do with drawing. You don't have to draw with a pencil, mm. you know. You can draw if I don't know like 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 draw your body. Yeah, you yeah. can draw your body. You can take performances like drawing. Everything is like everything starts with drawing. Mm. Everything starts like with a sketch. A sketch. Yep. Everything yep. so. I, I found beauty in that. I, I saw like endless possibilities. Like from drawing, you can like branch out into mixed media kind of work where there's like silk screen involved. There's like a bit of painting. There's a bit of sculpture. And that was what like really excited me. Like I didn't want to be 
even even with painting nowadays like you're not really like confined to like the canvas you can like do many other things right now but for me i saw drawing as like that opportunity to not just like you know draw on a piece of paper make sure it's like nicely framed and everything no for me it's like i can do anything i want what was the turning point though like, was it something someone said or was it something you watched? i think it's just like being like being in uh like being in school you know like being i mean art school is very different from like the other schools in uh like normal polytechnics or or, or whatever like i i was from like republic poly mm. like i, I after O levels, I actually did wanted to give it a shot to go through like like polytechnic and uh stuff. I didn't even last like half a year there. I'm like, nope, I want to go to art school. I felt out of place. But the moment I went to art school, I'm like, Shh, this is where I belong. Like even the things that I talk about, like people like, what, what are you talking about? But I find like my family in school. Okay. People who cares about things that you know people don't really talk about. Uh, and just being surrounded in the environment and then you learn more things like artist reference people are like oh you heard of this artist or blah 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 so that's like our life mm-hmm. like that was how like we grew up like so to speak you know in our formative years like in, in, in tertiary like what when people were learning you know like like I don't know what they learn in like in JC or whatever <laughs> or in uni how to make money maybe but for us for us it's like how to think differently like how to see things differently and it's not even something that it was conscious like it's just being in the environment like shape us mm. to who we are today like yeah yeah a lot of it's how to find meaning in the things that we mm. see and I guess our art is a lot of a lot of that we're trying to find like like the poetry uh, poetics in like in life and everything mm. you know like a blade of grass like flowing the wind we're like shit that's damn beautiful mm. but other people are like what are you talking about like you know but is it is that some is that something that could be taught or was it more of the exposure and the openness that you guys cultivate exposure. throughout the formative years exposure you can't force that like. I always say uh, like art you know like people always like you, you can't really define what art is it's very right? nebulous so yeah. changes, but yeah. for me I, I think of it more of like a language Okay. but it's like like speaking in tongues you know uh you know some religious people can speak in tongues so i will always say like there are some people who who, who get it mm. some people who don't get it some people who don't get it but they pretend that they get it you, you <laughs> yeah, have that you have that in art too yep but you know like eh, this guy eh, you know? <laughs> so but for me it was very clear like like you do, you can't explain abstract work it's either you see it and you get it or you don't get it but sometimes even you if you if you don't get it like correctly what the artist like artist intention it doesn't matter like that's why it evokes something strong out of you something that you go back and then you keep thinking about it and it's like why but you know it's just like that you know yeah i think it's a it's a very very great blessing to be able to you know, find meaning in things and even the smallest things mm. yeah uh it's not not very often that uh that anyone can impart this to anyone else because mm-hmm. yeah a lot of a lot of this is uh through your own experience yeah in in making your work and and from my experience with working i guess in making art a lot a lot of a lot of a lot of the process and the steps that we we, we make doing the work you know it, it's very much 
like what we experience in life too, you know, the disappointment that we, we get from the work, if it doesn't turn out, you know, the acceptance of, of how the, how, how the work, you know, t- looks in a space. Yeah. Um, uh, the mistakes, happy accidents, for example. Yeah. Um, even, even looking, looking at the work, hanging it up, looking at it from a fresh pair of eyes. It's in the same way, you know, as when we look at situations that, that, that happen to us, we, Sometimes we, we are okay after, after a while. Cause after a few years, you know, like, let's say we are discussing like personal problems or mm. that kind of thing. Uh, same thing, you know, like, like I'll advise him on some stuff. He'll tell me some stuff. Like sometimes we, we seem so like stubborn in our ways, but after a while we're like, yeah, actually he's right. You know, this is not art related. This is just like life stuff. Mm. So it's, it's the same with the making. You know? It just influences us. everything. It just comes together as like one. Mm. I'm, I'm, I'm curious to know that are there any personal, uh, particular philosophies or personal sayings that has resonated or stuck with y'all throughout, uh, this, this journey of learning, not just with paradise now, but even before that, there's kind of influence or impact that the way you perceive or see the world. Mm. Definitely there are, uh, for me, uh, I'm very inspired by this American Transcendentalist, um, Henry David Thoreau. Yeah. On self-reliance. Yeah. Um, so this, this, uh, this person, what, uh, what he did was he, he, he was working for his parents' pencil company and, uh, he wanted to move out to the woods and live alone, you know, uh, for, I think two years. He, he built up his own shed, you know, out of the, out from from everything that he he has um so he would cut the wood you know build it about by himself um he would grow would grow um his own crops yeah and many times just you know noticing nature you know uh in during his time in the woods yeah for two years and I'm really inspired by, by that. Yeah. And it's, it's, you know, I would like to lead my, my life in that way too. And I guess that, that also reflects into my work. Yeah. That also reflects into why I want to build the panels out from scratch. Yeah. And why we make things by ourselves. Mm. Yeah. Like Even, an essence of self-reliance uh, okay. from that particular example was very yeah. inspiring to you. Yeah. Mm. Even like, when we transport artworks and everything, like we will build like crates for the artwork. What? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Okay. You okay. like that? Like. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> That's interesting. Yeah. <laughs> or whatever we can make ourselves, like we try to do it. Mm. Mm. Yeah. So, what about you, Brian? Like, are there any personal sayings or philosophies that have uh kind of shifted or changed the way you you you, you view things? Uh. Really, it's just like the whole philosophy of behind paradise now you know we are all on this journey towards like uh trying to be enlightened personally i, I feel like whatever it is I, I don't even know like what what it means to for me to one day be like super happy with everything and be like hey that's it this is like my end game yep. you know i'm just gonna chill uh i don't think I, I i don't know whether i'll ever get there but it's like uh this whole searching and longing for something that it's uh we like like being homesick for a place that you've never been before 
like missing someone that you have never met before mm. like many times i have dreams of like falling in love with this imaginary person in my dreams yeah. then I, I wake up so sad and stuff then i'm like holy shit like who is she i've literally never seen her before uh i think that's called sucker bursa yeah <laughs> Okay. there's this like uh yeah so so really it's just the way we approach like topics and the way we make our works through our observation and what we perceive and and that really is just like the the, the thing that stuck with me like personally for the whole uh, paradise now collective is really trying to see things from a different point of view see things 360 point of view and then like uh, maybe try to go against the grain sometimes by like tr- having a different take on a certain matter that might be, you know, controversial. But of course, we always try to keep it PG, la. But uh, yeah, that really is that. It. But sometimes, like 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 when we do like some readings or, or some things that we find online, then we like share with each other. It's like, hey, this is cool, you know. And sometimes we might be influenced by that thing for this period of time, right? It comes and goes, yeah. Yeah, because it's uh we, we work as a duo, right? Um sometimes, you know, personal influences they are very strong towards us. Personally, we we don't we tend not to, you know, share that very, very often. Yeah, because that's a lot more personal. Mm. And and that also kind of make everything really heavy sometimes. Mm. Yeah. Really and, heavy? Uh what I does don't, that mean? Sometimes, you know, when Hmm. How should we put also, it? Of the way the way we work, um, we we like we do things that we like. Yeah, in short, and um, it's almost it's a bit of like our our it's a drug for us. Hmm. Yeah, doing yeah, this. Some 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 days like maybe I come in, maybe a bit more how I say like motivated than Jay's. Then I'm, I'm like, let's do this. Like I I feel so strongly for this. Blah blah blah. But you know, sometimes like it's just me, uh, not not uh, like bringing like like energy, like energy that is not fair for 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 Jay and I, you can't expect people to like keep match the same energy and everything, and and sometimes like like it becomes a bit heavier like 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 Jay said like I bring in emotions into it that I should I shouldn't, yeah. So I don't know whether that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. Our practice doesn't solve our problems. It doesn't. Yeah. It's not here to solve our problems. Yeah, we, 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 we're yeah. not solving shit. Like, we, <laughs> I can't even solve like simple stuff. <laughs> it, is, it really is just a reason to make and a reason to feel good. Like, it, it must make us feel good. And, yeah. And, yeah, also a reason to look forward to the next day. Mm. I think most importantly. Yeah. 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 So, so I'm curious, Brian, you mentioned that you were an art handler. Are you still an art handler? Uh, so I, after grad, uh, graduating, I, I worked as an art handler in uh, one of the galleries in Gilman Barracks. So yep. I worked at art handler for two years and then I went to work in a museum, uh, Asian Civilization Museum, but I was doing something totally different. I was doing uh, business development. Uh, then after that, I... Uh, I, I stopped work in ACM December last year and from then till now I was just doing freelance uh, freelance art handling uh, 
I teach music. Yeah. But tomorrow I start work my new job at your workshop. <laughs> yeah. So I'll, I'll, I'm, I'll be doing a bit of art handling there too. Yeah. So. Could you explain a little bit what exactly is art handling? Yeah. So art handling basically, uh, so when people say art, art, art handler, you handle the work. So like installation, all these on the wall paintings, like we, I, I will hang it up based on what the curator wants and everything. Mm. But of course, there's more, there's more to it. Like the inventory of a certain gallery, every artwork is under your charge. Yep. So you are, you, you, you got to know where, where the artwork is going and everything. The logistics too of where, how, how the artwork is going from one place to the other is all under your charge. And then the, the, the physical handling of the artwork is really just like maybe like just once one aspect of the job. Maybe like a quarter of it or something. There are many other things that entails part of the job. Lah. And I guess it differs from artwork to artwork because if it's a canvas piece, then fine. It is just like that. But some of them would have multiple facets. And if it's an installation, mm. you have different parts of it. You exactly. have to catalog. You have to be, I guess, responsible for all of them. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And okay. even a bit of, uh, I'm not a conservator. Like I'm, I'm not, but you know, you got to have basic knowledge. Like, uh, advising uh, your clients or whatever like okay you can't keep this artwork in certain temperature mm. it's going to spoil mm. yeah, how how you store the artwork and everything so it's all part of the job right? does the role kind of overlap with a curator or does it is it a little bit separate from your perspective it's, it's separate like I'm just a like the curator is like the director you know okay I'm just like production yeah <laughs> okay okay yeah, I'm just like a runner yeah, yeah. runner <laughs> Yeah. So, based on your experience with regards to ACM and everything, would you say that you have a very uh, balanced perspective as to how the scene moves, like the sausage is made, really? Like, you get to see all the back ends towards how uh, the galleries function and stuff like that, which informs your own artistic practice with Paradise now and everything? Yeah, I mean, not just Paradise. With, like, I'm more of like the behind-the-scenes guy to begin with. I don't like attention like on myself. Uh, and I like I like to be I like to do stuff I don't like to be idle you know I, I want to be like active you know and that job is perfect because like it's both a desk job and like a you know physical kind of job so when it comes to like the logistics planning and the inventory you know everything's on the desktop you know but when it comes to like the hanging of artworks the you know whatever sometimes like you're working with an artist from overseas you know and then uh the work they just send like parts of it and then they say like can we get this fabricated here can we get this uh painted in this color i want a frame painted in this blah blah, blah. so it's a bit of problem solving too so i have to go and get it done like 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 uh stretching of like the artworks and and, and like choosing certain frames it's also sometimes the like, artists give you like freedom mm. but of course you gotta you gotta not screw up <laughs> yeah. So I guess the scope of what kind of changes like uh from case to case as well. Uh. Yeah. Every uh, working on different shows, you work with different artists, you learn different things. Yeah. So it's I'm just there to like absorb as much and then like try to bring it back into like our own practice and everything. Yeah, um, being an artist yourself, it's it can be quite useful sometimes in your in your in your work as a handler too. Mm. As long as they ask they ask about like, you know, a bit of curation. Um, from you and uh, you're able to provide that yeah uh, we've done 
some odd jobs together before. Mm. And, some uh, odd jobs. What does that mean? Like, <laughs> like free freelance art handling. Okay, we, we've done that before. So we we worked with this uh, Japanese company that they were showcasing a few uh, artworks in the Fullerton in a small space. So they actually just wanted like someone who can like hang the artworks, but the like uh, art handler, you know. But the person working there, she's not savvy in art. So sometimes she's like, hmm, what looks good? Where? Mm. Then we were like, okay, leave it to us. Let's let us like curate the, the space. And you know, they are pleased. But to us, it's like, that's interesting. Yeah. It's just, to us, it's just like, that's just what we do in the studio. That's just what we do. Time. It's like, we try to make things look good. <laughs> yeah. Say, yeah. Yep. yeah. So yeah. I'm curious to know both of your perspective on how the local scene in Singapore, how, is it thriving? Is it because I think Singapore gets compared to a lot of the overseas market, let's say in the States, in Europe, in Italy and stuff like that. So I'm just curious to know both of your perspective as a collective or even as an individual artist. Like what what is your your take on on the local scene? Yeah. Because we get lambasted locally, like, oh, it's not doing enough, there's not a lot of arts in the local scene, stuff like that. But I'm just curious to know both of your takes. Yeah, I think locally, um, Singapore, um, we try to be a regional hub, right? For Southeast Asia. Yeah. Um, I personally think that, um, we can do better as a, as an arts hub. Mm. Um, it's a lot more the government can support the arts with, mm. um, like, like, for example, art fairs, you know, uh, those, those aren't having a very good time in the past few years. Um, of course, we, you know, the nature of Singaporeans and, and I guess Asians, um, you know, we're not as art savvy as, as Western collect, uh, collectors in the West. Um, so of course, we can't expect ourselves to be, to be, uh, yeah, for, for the scene to be that huge part. Um, and, and there's Hong Kong also. Yeah, yeah Hong Kong yeah. is and China, China like every, yeah. every year at Hong Kong. Yeah. yeah. You you mentioned that we're not as art savvy. Do you do you personally have a have a working theory or even just some ideas as to why we're not art savvy? Um, I guess from my from how I feel, it's mm. it's very <laughs> um it's, it's a lot more about us being pragmatic now okay yeah, singaporeans yeah, yeah yeah and of course like like singapore is small right like minuscule <laughs> yeah like, in the art and i mean talk about art schools like you don't we don't say sota which is like a secondary school we only got like nafa and lasalle mm. which in a few years time they're gonna like combine together are they yeah right oh no more rivalry wow I keep hearing of this ancient rivalry between Nafa. Yeah, he's and from Nafram from the cell, so oh. no rivalry. <laughs> so you guys are the poster child for like yeah. the, the, the the merger. Like, yeah, like Israel and Palestine. A bit that one a bit complicated. <laughs> yeah, so so you know, uh, most of the people, most of the, the 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 artists in the scene, you know, they all come from like the institution, like the cell and Nafa. And, you know, we are already small. We only have two schools, you know, and then like within the school itself, uh, you will be somewhat like institutionalized by your lecturers and blah, blah. So, you know, in a way over the years, you kind of see like this cookie cutter effect thingy. But mm. you know what? I, I was from the same, I was from the system too, you know, but, uh, 
for me like instagram is big like on following the artists that you really like and stuff uh, all over the world and then i just feel like the artworks that i like personally like i don't really see them in singapore uh and i'll be like yeah those are the kind of works that i want to make so i'm going to make them like i i want to make works that i'll be excited to go and see you know so in a few years ago when we were in school every i, I try not to miss every single like opening of an exhibition like i want to be there i want to see but now i'm a bit like okay maybe i can give this a miss maybe i can blah, blah, blah. and then after you know it you you realize that hey actually i haven't been going to see shows much mm. then you think to yourself like why then it's like because there's nothing that interests me you know because everything you can see on instagram first like the write-up then yep. you're like oh this is interesting i'll mark this down on my calendar but most of the time it's like a friend's show you yep. know like i'm going to support then yep. i'll go and see yeah I, I do love my friends works and everything but i would like to see i don't know like what's missing i don't know i i, I i'm I, I can't say and I'm, i don't feel like i'm in the position to say too it's just that and it's because of preference too right like what i like you know people i just feel like people maybe you you tend to see trends okay you tend to see trends especially in school mm -hmm. you know but uh trends like they, they come and they go yep so what's left uh, i'm more interested to see like what you want to make out of it like your own like uh your own interest rather than you know you trying to pursue something that might or might not work for you mm. yeah and if you are a bit more like mature or you you can roughly tell like hey bro like i know you want to try something but you know i think this works you maybe want to explore this part rather than than this part but then again like who are you to, to tell you know this kind of thing is like very personal Mm. so all we can do is just make the works that we want to see that's our way of like uh like 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 making a statement i guess so actually i just want to clarify like you know you're asking like what are our thoughts on the local art scene do you have like any anything in particular about the local art scene that you want to ask about well seeing as a follow-up to what brian is i think i'm very curious to know your thoughts on art education uh, because you both have went through uh, the institution for, mm. from both perspectives mm. and how that might be relevant or irrelevant looking to the future. Because I don't think there's a, there's, a, there's any point in uh, talking about how things have been over the past 20 years, but it's about what is the future because Instagram has been popular, Twitter has been popular, and there's various... Uh, various ways or really there's a lot more ways artists can connect these days not just in a networking point of view but to get a showcase to mm -hmm. look at more art mm. look at more art without even moving an inch physically yeah. so i'm just curious to know both a point of view about how like like from an education point of view like it would would art institutions still be relevant because the education is always trying to catch up it's not going to teach what's uh what's at the forefront, they always have to have a, a an ed education system. You have to be a bit uh, diplomatic in the way what you want to teach and stuff like that. So I'm just curious to know uh, both of your perspective on that. Mm. So when, when when we're talking about like like diploma right tertiary out of a secondary school, uh, these art students are pretty like new like so we'll give uh, they'll give like project based like and more like like they focus more on like technique like okay I'll give you a project you uh. A self-portrait project you need to draw you need to paint you need to take a photograph blah blah 
uh, then towards the end of like their three years in diploma, then they'll be introduced like their self-proposed uh, project where they will research on their own thing. Mm. So that is kind of like the start of like the degree. So the degree is uh, when you take your, your BA, it's more about like your own practice and everything. Uh, everyone's practice is totally different. They can't teach you what your practice is, but they can teach you how to expand ideas, how to develop something, how how to really like do proper research, you know. So that is very important because you uh that's 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 the that's the part where they can uh that's the uh, academic side where they can like teach something. You can't teach people to be creative, but they we can teach you how to do a solid uh research. And that is super important in your practice. Yeah. So art school, I, I feel is, is, is important. Like, uh, for example, like my brother, my brother studies in, I studied mechanical engineering in uh, local U, right? But he's not doing engineering. He's a consultant, but they were trained with the analytical mind. I feel finite is the same thing. Uh, just that we are in the arts part about it. Like we can be like creative directors, blah, 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 but just that what we were taught in school, like how to think how to research in our field is important yeah yeah sorry the question was what are your thoughts on uh, the education having been through it and how perhaps it will change should it change look into the future because it might with with all the different technologies popping out it might be increasingly irrelevant having let's say an institution teaching something that is trying to catch up right I, art school wise I think it's first being an artist you don't have to go through art school mm. for sure yeah. um, art schools at the very least it's very good network with the people in the industry yeah um, and because my opinion about art school is I feel like the staff there has to be close with the you know everyone else in the industry for sure um, I don't like it, you know, when, uh, when there, uh, when, uh, you have stuff that's, you know, um, that's stopped practicing for a long time mm. or, or, you know, or a school that doesn't allow its staff to practice outside of work. Mm. Yeah. That, that, yeah. that can create yeah. an echo chamber in the school. Yeah. And your, your lecturers are super important because your lecturers are also currently, uh, practicing artists. Like, like in the, in, in the Singapore scene and everything. So it, it's, I feel like a lot, there, there's a lot of like pressure on them because they are the lecturers. They will be introducing you like, like readings or like artist reference and everything or even how like times change and then the, the structure of the program has to change, right? It yep. all lies on like the, the, the educators and everything. So they gotta be very up to date. I feel they, they, they should have. Yeah, they should you, be. Yeah. You, you, you can't keep. Telling people to research on like Picasso and Henri Matisse like for like many years. Right now it's like it's different. It's just different. Like like mm. yeah, it's art history is important, but uh if 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 you if you have a lecturer who's really like 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 very up to date and, and you know active in, in, in the scene and everything, it's it's good for you, you know. Yeah. Hmm. Um and yeah, I was talking about the scene uh just now. Um I was reminded about, you know, in the past when I was studying in diploma. Um. Uh, you know, my friends and I, we would go out to exhibition openings for free wine. <laughs> um, now when I talk about this, it's like that is so long ago. Like, I don't see free wine around anymore <laughs> to the public. Free wine to the public. 
in in the in exhibition openings. Because of like the COVID. Right? <laughs> true, 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 yeah. true. You're right. But slightly before COVID, yeah, it's a bit less. Um, so the bars in in our local art scene isn't as strong as, of course, definitely in in, in Shanghai or or in in London. Yeah. Yep. But I I I I definitely enjoy it when there's a little bit of buzz to it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Um, so speaking of students in in the art school, I think a very big emphasis should be placed on going out there and seeing the exhibitions that are happening mm. at the present time. Yeah. yeah. That that because lessons cannot teach a student a lot about about their judgment on the on the work when they see it with your pair of eyes. You know, you've got to go out and see the works mm. yourself. Mm. And and going out to see the works also gives gives us um a sort of a gauge on what what standards are in the scene yeah. at the moment. And yeah. you know why why is this artist represented here? Mm. Uh why, why is this artist showing showing this with this body of works? Yeah. Why am I not showing yeah. that? Yeah. 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 What yeah. has helped uh, either of your in forming that critical eye or critical observation when looking at a piece of work or an artist because to to echo the point that, that we were talking about uh, earlier it, it seems that there has to be a certain amount of openness that artists uh, when looking at something else or even looking at their own work that they have to be open to a sense of criticism and to know what questions to really ask uh, themselves when they're looking at a piece of work to gain that particular insight. So I'm just curious to know what has been helpful to both of y'all in uh, kind of reaching that. Not not to say that it's 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 an end point, but it's still a journey. But what has helped y'all in developing that that critical eye as to wh- when you look at a piece of work, what pops up to you first, and then you you start to slowly chew upon it. Is it the is the the the, the, the rationale? Is it how it looks? How it feels? Is it yeah? Mm, I. I feel like this kind of like uh, 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 getting some sort of like emotions evoked from an artwork, right? This, this I, I won't say it's a skill or blah, blah, blah. This thing, it, it can be nurtured. Yeah, with anything, it can be nurtured. Like if you go out and see art, like let's say you have a group of friends and you have uh, a friend who's like totally not in the art scene, but he just hangs out with you guys and he comes to every show. After a while, he's going to develop like his own like opinions and his own like uh taste and everything and he's going to find his own meaning with the artwork and everything so it's very subjective i feel it's very different what i look out for an artwork uh i will read i will read the write-up of the, the artist practice but i, I don't want to know too much you know i just want to know what your influence are what your thought process right then i just try to uh, put one and one together when i see your artwork and i see like hey yeah yeah this is a cool take on it you know uh but of course, visually too, they are like, the, of course, like the visual aspect is also a big aspect that, that draws you. But then again, uh, we kind of, we, we kind of came up with this, uh, thing about like when creating an artwork, right? Then we we'll ask like, okay, this artwork looks cool. How many seconds do you think you'll stare at it if, if it's not your artwork? Is it five seconds? Is it 10 seconds? Is it 10 seconds? Then you walk one round and come back and look at it again. <laughs> That kind of thing. Some 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 works just look pretty, mm. but it doesn't get your attention more than like what half a minute. Uh, I like artwork that really make me stand there and like just even if my mind is blank, it's good. It's like why am I standing here? Why were you doing to me? <laughs> yeah, I like, was this. I don't. I, what's going on? I don't like this feeling. Yeah, yeah. yeah. but that's the best feeling mm. because it 
like it, it kind of like we are all artists we all we want everybody to prosper and, and it help like the the whole scene but you know artists are pretty selfish people yep. too because like you know like it's so personal and yep. uh, sometimes when you look at our work like uh you you get jealous but it's good because it pushes you and you're like okay i i see you mm. uh i want to go back and like and that's where the stuff. learning would yeah, take exactly. place after exactly i mean i'm not saying it happens all the time but it's it's just like that yeah 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 uh, definitely um i try not to get too bogged down with uh with the critical aspect of our work yeah i think mm. uh so at one point of time you know it it this affected the way i look, I look at works and the way I, I work on the works myself mm. and and uh, you know um i really want to 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 works to to make works without without a boundary or mm. uh, to be bounded by anything yeah yeah so for me sometimes i try not to to think too much about the critical aspect of, of the work mm. Mm. but for me personally i i would try to you know put an effort to to see it to figure out why the artist make made those works or the intention behind the works mm. yeah at the very least i feel like that's that's my i guess my i wouldn't say responsibility but you know if i really want to look at um um know more about the works i should at least put in some work yeah to read to read up about like yeah. you know what you've done in the past mm. yeah yeah and i, I guess kind of knowing about the the history of the artist kind of informs about the present work as well right because yeah, you know what his previous body of works are and maybe what you're looking at from you could be different and i guess it changes the the the, the, the perspective you have of the current work as well yeah you can kind of like, in a way like track their journey and like some uh, sometimes when you see a certain show and you see this work body of work then you're like okay you know if i'm him my next step will be to explore this mm. or branch out into this and then when you see an artist like push their boundaries and you know, like like somebody who like you know always just paints within like the canvas and when his next show you see him do something different it's like oh that's so cool like and i know he came from here mm. but it works like this progression is like something cool yeah so i want to shift the conversation back to what brian has mentioned previously about how we all might be being a little bit more selective as to the, the types of shows and the galleries that we attend because of let's say something like instagram they would post about the works yeah. and you can kind of see uh, more or less what the work is about without quote-unquote being there. You have mm. the rationale, you have the artist's mm. uh, concepts, you know who's making it, you see the piece. Mm. From... Do you think it's a little bit sad? Because the only reason why I'm proposing that thought is because it, 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 it removes the surprise of how perhaps without social media, without the... That the publishing of it, you are going in with a fresh mind. You don't know what to expect. Perhaps you can know the, the title of the show, you know the curator, you know what they have done before, but without the the showcasing of it on the internet or on social media, without you uh, clicking on it and viewing, you wouldn't really know much what to expect. Yeah, so that's the, that's the thing. Like if, if we are, you know, in art school, we got a bunch of friends and like, okay, let's go see art. Today, whole day, we just go see stuff and everything. When you get a bit older, you know, then like, you start to work, you get busy and then like, you can't really meet up your friends and everything, mm. but you still want to go and see art shows because it's still a big part of your life. But you gotta be, not got to be like, you are more selective because you gotta be mindful of like your own time and like, mm. like how, how, 
you know, going down all the way to human barracks or, or <laughs> it, it's quite it's taxing. <laughs> yeah, it's taxing. So that's why I feel that's the good thing about Singapore Art Week. You know, like, you know, there's a lot going on in multiple places and then you just say like, okay, this weekend is all art. Mm. You know, we yep. hop from place to place and we see everything uh, in the flesh. But I got to say like, Seeing artworks in the flesh is 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 very important. You cannot it's very important. You cannot just look at a painting through a photograph. It's like, oh, this painting is cool. No, you gotta see it like in real life. It's just different. But of course, like just scrolling through Instagram, you you can kind of see like, okay, maybe I can give this a miss. Maybe I can give this. A, maybe I want to go for it. But yeah, I mean, it's just more of a convenience thing. Yeah, yeah. I would like to expand a bit on the like what you talk, what you mentioned about um the surprise you know reading up having a little bit of a knowledge about the show already and during the show um um yeah that's also uh one one way how how i think the viewer we could change the viewer's idea of how the show is like yeah depending on, on whether they've, they've read the entire thing or what what the artists have chose to to write down mm. yeah and actually this this also applies to collectors when they when you know when they visit the artist studio yeah sometimes sometimes i find it quite fascinating uh, like like you know like people want to have a certain distance from the from the artist or the creator of the work you know there's a real there's an air of mystery behind how the work's done mm -hmm. and made mm -hmm. yeah but for us artists um it's quite simple actually yeah we just do this and that buy this and that's the work yeah yeah um Maybe I shouldn't have said it in this way, but it's really how how we how we make works, you know. Yeah. When it comes down to it, yeah, we we the actual making is it's really like, very much using our pair of hands. Yeah, like how the artist, the collector, the the curator, the lay person, like we all view things all very differently. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. So it's a human thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Even with the artist too, like we'll be we'll be looking at things that people don't really like like focus on, like the like like, like the making the technology. How do you do this? Yep. You know. Sometimes, yeah. sometimes we romanticize a piece of work yeah. too. When we look at it, we really love it a lot. Then we speak to the artists. Then we people realize. ask us and then we just very frankly just say how we make it or yeah, the rational yeah, kind of works. Yeah. And that can kill the... Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, feel, I feel a bit of mystery is good. Sometimes when you see an, an artwork and you fall in love with it so much and then like you ask the artist, like, can you tell me more about this? And then when the, the artists start talking about it we're like hmm maybe it's better like if I oh just, interesting yeah. for real? yeah because okay I'm gonna like name drop a bit so uh, like the as much as you're comfortable with so there's a writing right mm -hmm. it's called like the, the death of the author so yep. what, what the what the the, the 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 writer argues is that like your interpretation of your own artwork is, is, is no longer like important it is the viewer's interpretation of your artwork that is what matters and that kind of like stuck with me so i don't try to review too much about like the the, the the meaning or like the 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 reason behind making an artwork but i can tell you like what my thought process is what i was influenced at the time and then like you make things work internally for yourself mm -hmm. like, i don't want to give yeah. you too much i'm not like you can i can write a book and you go read it you know but yep. artwork is so that we don't talk like that's for me yeah we we speak yeah. about the things around the work not yeah. the work itself we speak around the world like not like why i chose to put this here like nah 
Yeah, and then back 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 on Instagram and you know uh, viewing the works in digital media. I think writing, you know, it's more and more prevalent in the way how people yeah um, yeah perceive the works before they even see the works. Mm. Yeah, and is that detrimental? Uh, oh, okay. Could that be detrimental? Because if a piece of work is let's say on a visual medium, I mean. Common sense go is supposed to be perceived visually first, as opposed to having uh, the the concepts ideas distilled into a written form, mm. then experience visually. Like, well, do, could could it be detrimental? Like, yeah, definitely. Like if the the good thing is that if you read the write up and then you see the works, and then you walk back to the wall and read the write up, and then you go back and see the work, and you're like, holy shit, something's going on. Like it's cool. But let's say you go see a show with a solid write up, so and then you see the works, you're like, oh, okay, like mm. the writing becomes. Overpowers the word. Yeah, th- there's and yeah, that happens. Yeah, you know. I think it can be a little bit um. This is this the word? Is is this? Can I use gatekeeping for this? Like like, for artists who don't have access to a good writer mm. or who are you know not as well versed in in the language, mm. how can they go about you know write write doing their their write up mm. in a way that's effective, as opposed to you know. The other known artists with access to uh, curators, writers, yeah. I feel I feel a good write up can really influence a, a show, but of course the work's got to be of a certain level. Like if you get a good writer in, like it kind of it's like the ribbon on top. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> right, but it is what it is. So yeah, um, shows become like a production. Exactly. Yeah, if yeah. so many different moving elements and different people that you bring in bring into the show. Yeah, yeah. And then things get really polished. Things get mm. really, uh, I don't know. Do you lose, do, do you, do you think it loses some essence of it if it's hyper polished? Oh, definitely. I, uh, I like it. Like, let's say like this space, for example, you know, it's like, a, it looks like a thrift store kind of thing. It is a thrift store. <laughs> if you can hold an exhibition here, like, I'm, I'm like, oh, this is so cool. Like, like, like I'm in this environment, in this space where I, I'm feeling, I feel the space, you know, but sometimes if it's super polished, like you just feel so disconnected from the, the world. Uh, sometimes for me. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, some, some people like this distance. Mm. Yeah. Away from, from the artist. Yeah. Like, yeah, like, like some, some people don't, don't get disappointed after visiting the artist studio. Mm. Yeah. Um, cause it kills this mystery. Mm. Yeah. Of how the work's made. Yeah. So uh, I guess in moderation, this polish, yeah. this balance. It's it's, it's it's interesting to consider the the relationship between the artists and their works because I would imagine before social media or before the internet, there is a disconnect. There is definitely a disconnect. Definitely, yeah. But I guess as we trot along this experiment, which is social media, I think increasingly there is more uh, incentive or more pressure for the artist to be a lot more interactive with the their fan base uh, yeah. slash their collectors mm. slash their followers how do you make of that because it seems that if you're not uh in a way pleasing the algorithm in that sense if you're not constantly uh posting about it if you're not constantly talking to your fan base and your followers you get left behind which results in perhaps uh lesser availability for shows and stuff like that yeah for sure that's yeah, cool. very true Back in the day, before like social media, like your job is to like have a portfolio, go to galleries, show them your hard copy stuff and everything. But with like you know this age of technology, uh, things become much easier because like 
you don't even have to reach out. All you have to do is post. And then like people will be interested, but it's your your duty to be like proactive on you don't necessarily have to always like reach out to people. Like just posting, like like what you do, and then it gets people's attention and then they will just like hit you up, like, hey, I'm so and so wanna work together. So that's really how uh, all our most of our work come about. Really just us posting stuff and then people is like, This is cool, can we meet up? Yeah. Yeah. Um it's we've sort of taken on this marketing role for ourselves as artists <laughs> yeah. uh, inevitably um, you know I I personally you know am not a very good marketing person or I'm not we wouldn't call myself uh, very extroverted or yeah, me neither yeah so so I, I do get an anxious with like posting or knowing that oh people are looking at me yeah doing my thing and and yeah, I'm not gonna get judged with whatever's happening in my personal life yeah mm-hmm. that, that happens yeah i think i think to 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 most artists at some point mm-hmm. with regards to social media but i think like fundamentally as a, a maker be it like art or anything writer musician like y- your your reason to create some you kind of want people to see or, or or listen to whatever you have to say to so uh even for someone like us who maybe we got like stage fright, but when it comes to like showcasing the works, right? Like we, we are not scared in that. Like, like we like, we want to make stuff. We want people to see. Mm. That is the whole reason why, uh, we are artists, you know? Yeah. Um, for me, the first priority is to make, yeah. right? Make first. Yeah. Um, it's okay if I, I missed out on posting, mm. but you know, if that, if it doesn't stop me from making, yep. that's all right. Yep. Yeah. Sometimes, um, you know, being a commercial artist, uh, we can sometimes almost get worried about being seen as a as a growth stock. Yeah, yeah. Because as uh, a what? Sorry, as a growth stock. Growth stock. Yeah, because people people buy young artists' works. Mm. It's an asset. Some man. some collectors, you know, are uh, yeah, see it as an asset. Um. Which is a good thing also. Mm. I mean, I mean, you know, I am thankful for all, <laughs> for every collector. That's, that's what our works. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but you know, um, um, there is this, uh, there is this, um, this, uh, outlook that, you know, sometimes we are pressured to portray that, yeah, hey, all is so. going well. And, uh, and, and, you know, uh, we are, we are always going forward. Yeah, mm. and 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 the works, the works are yeah. Practice is never stopping. Yep. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, personally, for me, I, I feel that I feel it's a bit of a pity, um, 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 that I guess vulnerability in this in this context isn't as isn't very recognizable. Recognizable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All that mm. the people don't tend to to to. To express that, yeah, uh, yeah, the scene, but it's understandable, uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, you look at some artist pages on Instagram, like like their current posts, uh, of, uh, maybe they are like more like emerging artists already. They have done a few shows, and you see their Instagram is really nicely curated. Whatever they post, the write-ups. When you scroll all the way back down to the earlier years, then you see it's like more experimental, more, mm. more, more themselves and everything. Uh, I would say that even for our Instagram too. You know, 
like a few months ago, we actually went back to the page and deleted some photos that we, 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 we didn't want there anymore. And we are definitely more conscious about the content that we put out. Like we want it to be like, uh, somewhat like professional shots. Even the write up is not so casual, a bit like <laughs> proper, no, no yep. grammar mistakes and everything. Yep. It becomes like a, I wouldn't say like 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 we would treat it like a business, but mm. it kind of is like a business. Like it's the whole thing about like the product that you're selling, the 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 the, the image that you're trying to outgrow and everything. It's yep. all part of like the package. So. Yeah. Yeah. I guess here's the the funny bit, law about uh, yeah, being being commercial and being an artist. Mm. You know, but it's always a dance between, I guess, a bit of the control side, which is as what Brian has said, which is it has to function. It has to look and feel and function somewhat like a business because uh, assuming you guys have overheads to pay, you guys have to pay yourselves, you guys exactly. have collectors buying. Mm. But it's a dance with, with regards to the chaos side of it because you want to always be creative. You want to be a bit free. You want to just do whatever the fuck you want. Mm. So it's always a, a balance between these two, isn't it? Yeah. It's so always going to be like that. Yeah. Yeah. It's always the artist and us first. Like we're not going to, we're not, we're not going to fake or front something that, that is not us. Maybe just clean things up a bit. Yeah. <laughs> wear, wear suits, uh. mm. <laughs> Tuck in our shirts. <laughs> no, uh, but uh, I'm curious to know if do do you guys feel pressure to create? No, no, no. We we just at your own pace, lah. Yeah, yeah. We will like we will always make like even if it's uh a digital work, even if it's like uh like photos or blah blah like make because we are addicted to the feeling of like we call it the eureka moment like when we have this rough idea and then like uh when we start making the works right we always bank on this moment where we will both uh look at the artwork and like holy shit that's damn cool and we expect that for almost all the works sometimes it comes earlier sometimes it comes later mm. but that joy that we have like when we get that feeling is like it's, it's, it's why it's why we keep doing what we do you know, chasing that higher exactly right it's a drug you know maybe I wouldn't say I expect it but uh, we we love making mm. we love making them as as is yeah mm. and when it, and it come, when it comes yeah yeah that's great yeah and even like you know the, the difference between the, the, the collective and like solo is like it's fun. I'm doing something with like my best friend. You know, if it's not art, it can be something else. You mm. know, like, like when we play like sports or blah blah blah. So uh that feeling of like doing something with someone and then like uh achieving something that you're happy with is a it's a good feeling. You know, like that's why that's why the collective, you know. I don't know why when 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 you guys are mentioning all that, the the image of a map comes to mind with you guys at the start and there's like a destination, but you guys are doing topo or just around whichever you'll find and <laughs> you'll find that exactly. yeah because you there are several roads to a destination but mm. you're just feeling your way around until you'll get to the destination that's, that's the thing like the, the the definition the the destination is is, is it's imaginary it's imaginary it's really? just uh, uh how, 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 how it's like say? the like you sit on the um <laughs> sit on a donkey and then you you <laughs> have this fishing rod the carrot the carrot yeah and then it just runs <laughs> yeah the the destination is just like a a state of mind it's always the journey you know like we just we just go mm. we are on this journey like 
we kind of know where we're going, but we don't know where we're going. And that's the beauty of it. And not knowing is, 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 yeah. makes it all, makes it funner. Because if you know, then I don't think that's a point. Exactly. Like then, if you know, then like, there will be bias, like, like, like actions, like, like shortcuts or like, yep. or sometimes I want to like drag this out even longer. Mm. No, we want to keep it like organic. We want to keep it like mm. natural. And yeah. Yeah. So I have a bit of a weird question for you to, to, to look at things a little bit more macroly. Um, has your understanding of creativity, has it changed along the years? Or has it stayed consistent? Or how, how do you think of creativity? Hmm. For, wow. Yeah. So. It's a yeah, because question. It's, it's more macro than just looking at art because art is the execution onto a medium or yeah, at least to me, art is the execution onto a medium. But I think what I'm, I'm asking, it's like the the driving force behind that. Like, has, has it changed? I think creativity can apply to everyone, not just artists. Okay. Mm. Um, artists, uh, I guess for me, people who are, I guess, willing to, to, to go through this Suffering. way of living. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, they are very creative entrepreneurs, uh, businessmen, mm. um, doctors, researchers. Yeah, even even like uh people you meet in your daily life, like like uh I don't know, like the Japanese, you know, like the way they they live their life, like uh I always say art is more like a lifestyle. Like you live art. Like the way you see things, the way you perceive things is different. But there are so many people who don't really consider themselves as a creative, but they are doing exactly that, you know, like people who are so into like tea making, that kind of stuff. Like this is an art form, you know, or even pe- the people who are like, like comics, you know, like, like, like they want to make jokes all the time. It's just an art form. Like everything is like creative. If like you, if you really like look at it and you find, you can always find something that's like creative and take influence and inspiration from, from, from wherever. So most of our inspirations like it's not so much in the art scene but it's just whatever that's around us that catches our attention you know, like oh that's cool yeah so i say it changed a bit like we are i would say i at least for me i'm a bit more open to like accepting and like like uh appreciating like uh different different forms of like whatever you know like music or yeah i i I wouldn't say an end goal, but like a, a good, good goal for me is to lower, lower the bar, you know, for, for what I can see out of things. Yeah. This is like, you know, a, like even a, the tiniest uh, things. I, I really, I really, um, respect poets. Yeah. And writers. Yeah. Who, you know, can really, we have many small noticings in, in life and they, they can write a long story out of it. They yeah. expand it so much, you know? Yeah. Like, and it doesn't feel like fluff. It, it just like fits right into your soul, like, like that feeling. Yeah. Like, like it's just, um, embracing the smallest things and, uh, f- feeling the full emotion out of mm. the, all the tiniest things. Yeah. I used to be someone who, who, you know, it was a bit more, Asia and like, <laughs> like, uh, like numb. Yeah. I thought it was cool, yep. you know, to be, to be numb to emotions. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, uh, you know, suck it up. 
yeah, um, you know, if you're weak, yeah, work harder and yep. achieve what you, you want to get. But yeah, but recently, no, I don't want to be like that anymore. I, I, I want to, I want to be more emotional with, uh, everything around me. Mm, yeah. It's all right if it, it throws me off the rail for a bit. Mm. Or rather, you know, yeah, by the end of, end of my life, just know that I've experienced everything fully. Yeah, yeah rather than the full spectrum of things. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Rather than, yeah, rather than keeping everything out. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, what, if you don't mind me asking, what, what did you encounter that shifted your perspective? More or less 180 to, to, to make you want to, to, to experience more? Was it a piece of poetry or was it a piece of film or? I wouldn't say it's a big heart change. Like mm. it's a slow, gradual change mm. over time. Yep. But, uh, one, like realizing, realizing it was when I saw a meme. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> That's a first. Okay. What, what is it? Better look for it. But yeah. Yeah. A meme. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> and, and I think also with like the fascination of like outer space and stuff, and then you realize that like perspective, you're like, you're so small. Like whatever you do, <laughs> doesn't matter. It doesn't fucking matter at all. Like, you know, your time on on Earth is also, you know, like limited. Like, just do what you want, scream and shout as loud as you want, get whatever attention you want. Because at the end of the day, it's not gonna last. Like, but know. but but that could work counterintuitively as well. It could be crushing to 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 someone who has believed narrative all their life that they are the center of the universe to find out that. Exactly. To, so. to some u- universal cop, cop, karmic law that they don't matter. Yeah. <laughs> That's, it's, it's crushing. So I say like most artists, like there's a bit of like crazy, you know, out of us, but ultimately you still gotta be like sane in a way. Like you gotta, I don't know, just not be too like crazy, but then don't be too like controlled too. So just like the middle. Balance. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> You want to be a smart guy who still believes in like Santa Claus and like the fairy godmother and shit, you know? Yeah, it's, it's interesting comparison right here, you know? Uh, like knowing that ultimately everything doesn't matter. Yeah. But we, we still want to exactly. make the most out of it. Yeah. yeah why? For what? Yeah. Why? Waste, waste your energy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. But we well, that's, can't help it. Like still, still, still. I guess that to me, that's just living or, yeah. yeah, just living life to the fullest. That's fantastic. So as a follow-up to that, I have a two-part of a question. So the first part is, has there been a piece of media recently that you have consumed that surprised you? A piece of media meaning it could be uh, something you read online, could be a piece of writing, could even be, let's say, an exhibition you went to. Yeah, that surprised you, meaning initially you didn't really think too much of it. But after, let's say, watching it, after going through it, oh, it's like, Oh, that was particularly interesting. That it, it, it didn't fit uh, what you thought of it initially, or it didn't fit your, let's say, your, your personal palette or taste. Mm. I would say Dao's performance. Who's that? What is that? So, Tang, this yeah, introduce, uh, Tang Dao, um, um, yeah, um, he's a, um, veteran uh, performance artist in Singapore. Yeah. Um and uh well, when we uh, our students in Goodman Art Center we we used to see him like very We're often. Like neighbors. He's in, like OG 
like what do you call it like pioneer generation wow like really he's like like 80 79 79 yeah wow to see him yeah it's amazing like like his passion like he's still making art like at this age like we are studio neighbors next door we can hear him all the way like chop midnight still like cutting wood and stuff and uh yeah recently like the the opening of our show at your workshop like Dawu had like a performance at uh ngs and nf ngs yeah yeah yeah. so like immediately after the opening like we went down we didn't go for the party or we went to see his performance and everything and uh yeah we were invited to see like the the rehearsals and everything in goodman and everything but like seeing it in 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 in, as like the official performance like it's amazing like i just yeah just i mean um this may not be a considered a media that 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 because it's more of like our experiences uh with with him in the studio yeah yeah but but just knowing him like yeah someone at his age you know still still so energetic like like I would offer to help, you know, carry carry wood and things on his studio, and then he he always refuses. Yeah. He wants to do it by yeah. himself, oh, everything yeah. himself. Yeah. yeah, and looking at the the rehearsals in in, in Goodman, well, I I really like looking at the rehearsals, like yeah. before before the actual shows, mm. was like knowing how it's how it's developed. Yeah, how it's developed. Mm. Yeah, so it's not necessarily like a piece of media, but it's just our interaction with a certain artist, uh, who's going like doing on a certain project, and then like we saw it like in different stages that really, like I feel I, f- I felt something. I felt like oh, like it's a good feeling. A bit the performance is a bit sad, right? It's a they are doing like a sad set. I don't I can't really. Yeah, so it's a. Friend, friend who passed away, who is also another artist in in Singapore, a printmaker. So yeah. yeah, like, uh, he didn't. Dawu wasn't really like part of the performance. He wasn't like in the performance, but he was more of like the the director and everything. So like, just watching him and and NGS like walking around, making sure everything's okay, and just like, just I felt I felt like very happy that I was there mm. to witness that. Yeah, yeah. I've not, I've not, I've actually not witnessed a performance art piece not performed by the artist. Mm. Yeah. yeah, very, 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 very inspiring. Yeah, is yeah. is that particular medium of performance art uh, attractive to the, the the practice of paradise now? Because I think that is another form of art that might be a bit foreign to let's say, uh, working in installation, working with a visual yeah, medium. Yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> we did mention before about like doing performances yeah right. <laughs> he wanted to like dress up in a what's that suit thing onesie no suit is it onesie that, that that the uh, overall overall yeah yeah for the show and you know print out our, our so so like I like I like performance uh, performance uh, and some of the artists very cool but it's just not a medium that we, we dabble in mm. uh, before mm. Uh, it's still very foreign to us, but still, like we appreciate that 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 medium. But if one day we do choose to like do a performative work, right? I mean, it, performance doesn't mean something that is staged, you know. Right now, three of us sitting here talking, let's say, uh, exactly what we are doing, but then we are in the middle of the gallery. Like that is performance mm, too, fair. right? Fair. Performance doesn't have to be something that is like staged or, or scripted or blah, blah blah. Performance is just simply the act of like you know displaying displaying uh, or, yeah. or, or like you know doing whatever so 
I think that will take away a bit of like the, I would say like the 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 fear like oh performance means you have to perform you have to act like no, it, it doesn't necessarily have to be that, yeah. So I I'm 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 open to it like I would love of, to see that more of Jay like sometimes when I bring that out you're like ah really? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. but I'm like dude like not acting or singing or dancing or anything it's just let's let's look at it yep and see how we can uh, do a, a, a take on it you know? yep. yep yeah uh, like you you mentioned uh Ryan mentioned once uh about how you feel like dance dance is the purest yeah. form of expression for me for you. Uh, and you know, after looking a few dance films and, and performances, I, I can, I, yeah, I sort of get what you mean. Like, mm. first thing, first thing you want to do is to open your arms out yeah. and stretch them out mm. and, and, you know, feel the space around you. And that, that itself is like a dance. I used to, I used to think that drawing is like the most primal. Because even when you're a kid, you know, like I got spanked a lot for taking the crayon and drawing on the wall. It's <laughs> yep. like drawing on yourself. Yep. Yep. But then I realized that actually dancing is like for me the purest form of like self-expression. Like, you know, you've got like the performance artists like Buto, the Japanese, they look so scary and everything. Like, but it's like it's so much it's so emotionally like charged you know and so pure but it goes beyond words really exactly you can't you can't really uh, describe it you you can't even explain it you just gotta like see and like you know absorb it so i don't know maybe you you just gotta even do it to feel it (laughs) yourself i will wait for that day (laughs) so as, as as a part two to my initial question um is there a piece of media that you all would like to experience again be it a song, be it a film, be it an exhibition, an art piece that y'all would like to experience again with uh, a, a totally fresh perspective, whether it, it could be you revisiting it or whether it could be uh, approaching it as though it's the first time. Yeah. Mm. Would you say camping? Because that's something that we would definitely do again. Yeah. Uh yeah, I mean, we love the outdoors, so that there is like one thing that we will always like do, whether we will use it as like a, a creative subject matter again. I don't know, maybe mm-hmm. maybe not. But if you're talking about something that we experience and we got that fe- feeling, that 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 nice like euphoric feeling of discovering certain things, like uh. I don't know whether we'll like get the same feeling from a certain piece of writing or music again, but I'm very confident that we'll get it like again. We definitely will feel that again, maybe with something else, you know, maybe through a song, through a film, or even through like a connection with a, a new friend, that kind of uh, 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 feeling. So it's important because these feelings also kind of like influence like our works too. So, so we are very open to like, you know, getting as much any forms of like inspiration and, and stuff yeah all right i think moving moving studio was a, a very big yeah very big studio so you're shifted from goodman to the new studio yeah you we are at uh, the local studios right now okay so that was a big like like change because like, back uh, then we were sharing studios with like two more other artists but right now we got the space for ourselves uh yeah. and jay can stay there yeah, he's always staying in the studio. <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> 
Yeah, so the, the we vibe with the space most importantly. Like we feel comfortable. Is it because of the ownership that is just you two there, or or was it something else? For me, it's like just realizing or you know thinking about the possibilities that can happen. Yeah, yeah. Before we mo- actually moved, we were quite you know emotional over moving. Like yeah, like we like. Cause in that, that studio, the first studio, you know, it's all, it's always very emotional. It's, it's yeah, the first place like where we, we've made so many creative things. So many things happen happen in our life. Mm. Yeah, yeah, so many ups and downs. Yeah. yeah, and so many conversations we went through and the, the works we made and yeah, and we will miss the neighbors. Mm. Uh, <laughs> definitely, uh, fellow artists there. Yeah, but when we move to this new studio, like we got a fresh start. Mm. It's good. Mm. Uh, I like the compound. It's very nice. Very, very near where I stay through. So. Is it a bit of a disconnect moving from Goodman where it's like an artist hub where your neighbors are all artists with different practices moving to the new space? Is it the same? Actually, if you think about it, like, yeah, there are many artists there too, but in terms of interaction, it's not that much. Like, there, there are, like, we do, we do like converse with other artists, but it's not, it's not like school where you, you have to walk past a few cubicles to reach your space and then you make conversations. Now, some days you, chance upon someone hi bye but most of the time it's like you don't really okay yeah okay yeah so yeah new studio new vibes new everything feels good you know we prep the studio up nicely uh make it uh conducive conducive yeah uh one important thing is that we are very like i won't say messy but it's like when we work like everything's out yeah, and with the like, construction of boxes, I exactly. would imagine everything so is out. <laughs> we gotta be very careful with like not damaging the property too. Mm. So now we make sure to like tap the whole floor, yep. double protection, yep. so that we can really just like go all out and like not be worried that oh we're gonna screw up the floor. Yeah. And then we will have to pay for it when it's time to oh, return that sucks, the space. Man. That's the worst yeah. thing yeah. ever. So But you guys have to procure the adequate uh woodworking equipment and stuff oh, to, we, to do. Over the years we we, we we got like a little workshop like that's cool. Yeah. Yeah. That's tight. We want more stuff like but for now for now it's, it's good. Uh, it's good. <laughs> we got a compressor and stuff so that is very cool. Mm-hmm. So I think in closing I just have one question. Um I think there's been a recent uh, surge of interest with regards to NFTs, non-fungible tokens. So I'm just curious to know your perspectives on the whole idea of it, the the increasing focus on digital art and having things exist digitally, uh, being immersed digitally. What are your thoughts on that? Does it interest you? Uh, does it excite you guys? Do you all reject it? Reject the idea? Think it's it's all fat? So I'm just curious to know both of your perspective on it. I think it's exciting. Um, definitely entirely, entirely, entirely new realm of uh, expression right there. Um, uh, the first thing that I can relate to about NFTs is the smart certificates smart or contracts. smart contracts. Yeah, um, that's something that I really find would be very, very useful. Um, in terms of actually making an NFT or minting something, um, not at the moment. Um, I, or we feel like, um, when we, when we come up with, with a work that, that the best medium to suit it would be a digital piece, then we will mm, do yeah. something about it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah rather than, then yeah. making a, a physical piece like, become a yeah. digital one. Yeah. yeah. Maybe that performance piece you guys were talking about, the dancer. Like, <laughs> I'm trying to 
the, the <laughs> we built the concept, we built like the 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 whole reason why we are making. Then we kind of let the medium choose us instead. You Interesting. I mean? so, so if this works out better, like if this works out better as a f- as a photograph than a painting, right? Then we'll go with the photograph. If this works out better as a silk screen, then we'll do this. If this works out as a performance better, then we'll think about it whether it's worth it. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, okay, you wanna you wanna do this? Like, yeah. But at the end of the day, I feel like as we as we get more mature, like in our practice, like we get bolder, we get more confident with ourselves, and we ultimately, like in- inevitably, we'll become more open to we'll try new things. I feel that comes with age too. Like, but even as a, okay, so as a follow up to that thought, um. When we talk about artists, we often uh, categorize them in boxes like an illustrator or like mm. a painter. Mm. But from what you just mentioned, it, it sounds as though that you have to be open to all mediums, even the ones that you might not have tried or even experienced before to, I guess, produce the kind of art that's more authentic to yourself, isn't it? Because you said you let the medium choose it. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's, that's the thing. Like there are, there are some artists who are, they are, they are purists, you know, they stick with painting mm. throughout. Like that's cool. Like I respect that. Like that, that's, that's super dope too. But you know, like, like I work differently, you work differently, but that doesn't make us any less of an artist, mm. you know? Like, like I, I strongly personally believe that when you reach a certain level, uh, in your artistic like uh, career and everything, like whatever new mediums that you choose to pick up on, right? There will be a certain uh, standard. Let's say like for 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 us, like we are not print makers, you know. But mm. when we want to cho- choose to do a project doing printmaking, like there there wasn't a time where we 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 thought like oh okay okay maybe the work won't be as good because it's the first time we are doing printmaking. Like no, uh, we we believe in ourselves that we can achieve a certain standard. Picking up new. There's a confidence there. Like. There's a confidence there because like, like we are pretty technical when it comes to like our medium and I, and we will do the adequate research. Mm. And if we choose to get into it, like we still like expect a certain standard out of ourselves. So I feel like that can be applied with everybody. Like if you, if you paint means you can draw, that means you can do a drawing. And if you can compose pictures nicely, means you got the eye, then you can do photography too, you know? Same mm. thing with printmaking. It's just a different way of like laying down images. But if you think about it, it's all the same. If you have an idea in your head, the way you direct and produce it is is endless. You can you can just choose to do whatever you you want. Yeah. So that's kind of the way how we we look at things. Like, oh, we haven't done this before. Let's try it. See whether it works or not. You know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um. I'll say definitely. Um. Working with Paradise Now for me has helped me. You know. Avoid this anxiety with like a technical perfection. Yeah, sometimes trying to work on this particular medium, you know, knowing how it's supposed to be done and how how to get the, the best results sometimes may not may not be very good for the uh, for the overall creative process. Yeah, yeah I can get in the way. We made like a printmaking work, right? If we tell a proper legit printmaker how we did it, it'd be like <laughs> blasphemy. But for us, yep. it's like, dude, like we just we do it our way, you know. Mm. It's like it's like cooking, you know. I just cook how I want to cook, you know. Like, like, like. I'm a very bad cook, though. But <laughs> we just try to make things work for ourselves. Mm. I think that's really what, what what it is. Try to make things work, yeah. mm. and we try not to be uh, uh, scared or intimidated of like something that is new. You explore it. If it doesn't work out, it's cool, you know. You move uh, on. But if, if it's if if it's something that has uh, potential, then we will use it to our advantage. Mm. So that really is just yeah. how it is. All right. In in closing, um, is there anything else you guys would like to talk about? 
If there's nothing, it's fine. <laughs> you just don't have to look at the pensive. <laughs> no. Let's talk about. Uh, I just want to say, uh, like, if you if you if you want to start something like creative, like you want to draw, and you, but you are afraid of being judged or what, like, just do it. Just post it on Instagram, like, and you know. Like, just put yourself out there. Like, you know. You never know, like, like what's, what's going to happen, you know. But chances are, more good things than bad things will happen. If you put yourself out there and you're sincere about your work and everything. Uh, yeah. There will always be people like, like, uh, Jay and myself who always want to, like, support, like, uh, young artists and everything. And, like, if it's cool, like, we, like, we'll, we'll like repost your stuff because we like it so much and we want to see all this in the in the scene and everything so like don't be afraid uh have fun with it and you know fucking just chill <laughs> yeah yeah um for me i guess what i like to what i would just like to say is um you know um coming to a studio um not not getting anything done it's okay yeah it's all right to 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 feel like you've not have if you're not productive on on that day i think uh you know making making an effort to come down and be there with the work yeah mm. it adds up uh, in the, you might not think time. it's yeah. doing anything work related but at the end of the day it might be work related like the way you just sit up for a day and do something else maybe it clears your mind or like you know whatever just if you want to make just just make you know don't think about anything else. Just make first, then we talk later. I, yeah. I think as a follow-up to, to what you guys both just mentioned, do you all believe in talent? Because I think the word talent is oftentimes closely related when people talk about art or even discuss about art. They yeah. will say that this guy is very talented. They will say this guy is, is quote-unquote gifted. But do you guys believe in talent? Oh, definitely. I, I feel like there are people who are just talented. Like You can tell from someone who, who picks up the pencil and draw that he's talented versus somebody who, who trains like for, okay for example like i practice a lot to be able to draw how i draw today but i say jay has a talent like jay you know he can look at something and draw like like like, like still life or everything the proportion he, he has it for me it's something that i have to nurture mm. but that doesn't mean to say that talent is better than nurture uh, i feel talent is an something additional it's an additional benefit but then most of the artists that i i like and follow i would say mostly is nurturing of skills and everything so it doesn't necessarily have to be like a talented artist is like the good artist mm. no I, I don't think so yeah, yeah um, sometimes talent also can get in the way yeah i feel oh, exactly um what does that mean sometimes um like one takes pride in their talent or skill mm. in a particular specialism or medium then yeah they may be you know um pressure to continue working in that medium you know it, it may you get in a way of exploring something else mm. opening up yeah mm. there are some artists who are like so good in their medium that you think that like if you try something else right like you will achieve something like like equally amazing but it will be different yep rather than like just keep on like you know doing the same thing over and over again like uh i feel talent not just like 
confined to like one aspect he can like bleed out in a way to a different mm. you must allow it to bleed out exactly, as well. <laughs> right, yeah. exactly so 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 like how like art making uh, uh music writing uh cooking all this kind of thing that is creative and it involves many different layers that comes together it's all if you think about it it, it kind of is the same kind of thing mm. so like just try just like just try to do different stuff like you don't have to do it but you shouldn't like limit yourself yeah all right this has been a fantastic conversation where can people find you guys uh yeah where can people find you guys online on social media and stuff like that yeah we only have like a instagram account so it's like paradise double underscore art no, it's all paradise double underscore <laughs> now. Now, sorry, paradise double underscore now on Instagram. Is there yeah. anything to look forward to in the coming months that you guys are putting up, or is there anything uh currently showing for you guys? Uh we are we are gonna start on a new body of works, but we have like a project that we are doing with uh, what's that Singapore Singapore Chinese Culture Center Singapore Chinese Culture Center. So they invited us to uh. Uh, to a public sculpture a public sculpture of a tiger oh right something so yeah uh, like a, a few artists will get like the same tiger and we will like paint it or whatever Ty- yeah so yep. there's like the we next project that that, coming up and in november we are going to have like a open studio oh yeah walk walk don't run walk walk yeah. don't run so it's by a, great projects great projects okay yeah yeah great projects here so right? yeah 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 in the same building yeah couple yeah oops great projects yeah <laughs> So they organized this like open studio in the is is in the east or uh so for all don't run this time round they are organizing for all north south east west okay sorry north central east west yeah 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 so uh, we are we are, we are part of them like uh, open studio so people can just like come and check out yeah, yeah that's something that I really like you know open studios in Singapore because I feel not enough there's not enough of this in Singapore mm. yeah we uh not not as much of that kampong vibe yeah among among art, art studios yeah. a, lot, a lot of us are you know cooked mm-hmm. up like by ourselves okay yeah. paradise underscore now on instagram that's right okay yeah. thank you brian thank you jay for your time it's thank been you. a fantastic conversation thank, thank you, you. Very nice. thanks for listening we hope you enjoyed the episode and feel inspired if you enjoyed what you heard thus far do give us a follow on instagram and don't forget to share and subscribe stay tuned for the next episode